Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. You there? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, this is Mike. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, this is Lyle. How are you? Hey, Lyle. How are you tonight? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Good, good. Kind of cooled off a little bit, huh? Oh, yeah, and I'm I'm really liking it. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Hold on a second. Let me get, we're going to test the show out real quick. I'm kind of battling through a sore throat, so you're going to have to bear with me tonight. Hopefully, it won't sound too bad. Okay, okay. Yeah, so give me a second. I'm trying to set things up here. Uh, first segment... I want to say it's going to be like seven minutes. The second segment was like five and a half minutes. How much time do we got before we go on? We got about a minute before the intro. What is that? Yeah, about a minute. About a minute? Okay, cool. The phone's just, just came up. I always turn it off. Okay. You know, one second. I'm trying to set up all my junk here. All these damn wires. This is in game three tonight, man, but I have it on my phone here, so try to catch a little bit of the uh, Astros Astros game. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping to catch a little bit of that too. At the very least I'll get the updates, but I'd I'd like to have been watching it. Well I'm watching it here in the press box on my phone, so not the ideal situation, but I'll take it. Yeah, right. Okay, here we go. The uh first segment it's still almost here. The first segment like I mentioned is uh um, Seven minutes, second segment is only a second coming here. What is? All right. Second, I'm, it's, I'm trying. I'm almost going to have this phone. Okay. Okay, first segment is seven minutes. Here we go. Okay. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Coaching Show, brought to you by Thames Ford and Thames Meets on Open Teams. We'll make the short drive. They have a huge selection of Ford vehicles. In- How'd that sound? Yeah, that sounded good. Okay, good. Let me know how much time we got. I know we're close. Yeah, we, we're in the intro. We're at about 32 seconds right now. We're 32 at, seconds? Yeah, about, well, 29 now, but yeah. Let me go in power. Plug in just in case. It's, it's not. Coach Denner, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Mike. It's uh, 
It'll be a cool evening. And we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a tough ball game. It's going to be a good one. Like, uh, I want to thank them for sponsoring this and, and say hello to the men down there. I appreciate all they do when I go in there. Absolutely. Uh, 65 degrees, Coach, uh, does feel like football weather. Uh, we've had, it's like every week we have something. Last week we were able to stay away from the showers. We've had some really hot, humid, but now it feels like fall weather. We are in the end of October, and uh, just a great night for football. The Alice Coyotes coming to town. Coach, uh, we're going to back up to last week. You took on the uh, Ray Texans on a Thursday night. A little bit different. We played at Cabinets Field. We talked about Cabinets Field, the improvements they continue to make. And so, you know, Coach, I was kind of uh, teasing the other coaching staff in the press box. I think that's probably one of the smallest press boxes in the district. You know, for the Richmond side, they had us sitting outside on the table. But we got through it. But it's a beautiful sports complex. It's come a long way. Uh, Cabinets Field, uh, they have the soccer field next door that we go in the baseball and softball field. But, uh, Wildcats going to take care of business, 42-6. Uh, come away with a big victory, Coach. And just uh, congratulations, going 7-0. Well, we didn't start out very good last week. Opening kickoff, we took the ball away from it, scored, and that called back for offside. Then we turned around pumping the ball to them. Then they, they obliged us by throwing the interception. Then we turned around pumping them again. Very uncharacteristic of us. We uh, had maybe a million go or something. I don't know what. What it was, that old day was kind of a mess up. The pep rally was, was kind of a mess up, even the, the cheerleaders and the Bobcats didn't perform. They were, they were sick a bunch of them, so they didn't perform. And it was just not the, everything wasn't saving them. They didn't, like the cards weren't lying, the stars weren't lying, they had right or something. But, but they finally straightened up and they played well. Well, that was one of the things I mentioned during the broadcast. I said, I don't remember the last time we took. Uh, I think we were on our third possession, and I'll make the comment. I said, this is the Wildcats' third possession of the night, and they still haven't found the end zone in the uh, first play of the third possession. Alec Brown didn't waste any time. He raced down the sideline and found the end zone, and Alec had another big, big night, Coach. 30, uh, 23 carries, 242 yards, one touchdown. But here's a kid in the last two games, uh, really close to about 500 yards, Coach. I think he had 260 the week before, so uh, he continues to be a workhorse for you, and he's really – doesn't seem like he ever gets hit. He did take on one solid shot maybe a week ago, but he always seems to weed his way and find that little seam. But for him being the workhorse between the tackles, he sure is very productive. He is. And, you know, he, he's very, uh, has a very good vision. He sees a hole and he, can, he has great uh, mobility. And uh, sometimes we might have a play call that's four holes, hip hop, or three, or the two and the zero hole. That's inside. Yeah, he's very. Really good at uh, with his vision. Uh, but the good thing about it, he's got two other good backs with him. You know, they got to look out for Hawkins and, and Colton. So, you know, they uh, they can't all just keep on homebound because when they do, Hawkins will burn them. Hawkins finished off eight carries for 71 yards. Again, almost nine yards per carry. Had the one touchdown. Colton Duff, 13 carries, 68 yards. Had three touchdowns. So, and he averaged, he was. Uh, only average 5.2. Anytime uh, you still average over five yards per carry, you're doing something right. But, again, those are the three uh, running backs, and with, of course, with Colton as the quarterback. But that's a great productive night on the rushing uh, side of the ground. And 458 yards total rushing for the night. Still, uh, the CT offense has been in place since you've been here, but yet it seems like nobody can stop it, Coach. Well, we've had people have stopped it before. So, you know, we always try to, once we lose the ball game, we find out how they hurt us. We go to work to figure out something. We can't let that happen to us again. We've got to have some extra So that's how our offense has evolved over the years. 
someone you remember the losses well, it just seems like every year, you know, the, our district opponents have seen this offense for so many years. You would think they would, you know, they would prepare defensively for it and have an answer. But I guess it's just so uh, executed so well, not only by the offensive line, uh, your receivers are get some great blocks downfield, and it's just a complete team effort. All 11 guys uh, doing their job, and you see the success of the 458-yard rushing line. So a great job by the Wildcat offense. Well, it doesn't hurt to have good athletes. You know, our offensive line is pretty much all back from last year. So that, that helps. You know, that's, uh, they, they've done a good job with them better over the week. And, uh, and with our running backs, you know, just a good combination. They love at least they got the week and they can move the ball. Uh, they just don't have a whole lot of depth. Uh, and it, either our offensive or defensive line. So we're trying to develop as we go right now. Coach, another great performance by your defense. They do give up the uh, six points. Uh, that was in the first quarter. Uh, Breckenridge, for the most part, was held in check. Seven uh, completions on 20 attempts. Only gave up 155 yards through the air. But another big night for Justice Escobar. He uh, comes up on that defensive tackle. Ten tackles, had two sacks. And then the young sophomore, Rich Barrett, also with ten tackles. So great job by your defense. They're getting better. They're getting rusty early. You know, because they had to replace linebackers, keep three linebackers. And, you know, that's just the heart of the defense. And the defensive line, you know, is everything. Linebackers, defensive line is really the heart of the run game and, and the pressure on the quarterback. And uh, they had to replace those three linebackers. And they just missed me. Those are, those are uh, positions where you get to lead and recognize and react. You know, it takes experience to do that. It's hard to teach overnight. Whereas on the defensive front, you you got a technique to play, and, and you play that technique, you just go hard, you know. So we're getting better. Secondary's doing well. So. Well, Coach, congratulations on the victory. I know you got a big night tonight. Uh, we have a, our second segment coming up. Seven and all the Catalina Wildcats as we get ready for tonight's matchup against the Alice Coyotes. We'll be back. You listen to the Coach's Show brought to you by Thames Ford in Kingsville. We'll be back with more. Wildcat football after these words. One minute, right? One minute, please. One minute. The second segment is five minutes and 14 seconds. Okay. No, not really. What? What is it? A sports bar or one? Oh, I didn't know that. Five, four, Three, two, one. All right, welcome back to the second half of our coaching show. Brought to you by Springs Ford. All you have to do is make that short drive over to Kingsville. They have everything you need there from, uh, how about a Ford F-150, F-250, Mustang, whatever you're looking for. Ford Coaches, Ford Taurus, they have it all right there at Springs Ford in Kingsville. Right next door is an income dealership as well. So they have everything you need. Go on by and make the short drive. Bad sponsors of our coaches show as we come to you 
from Spirit Dana Herfield Homecoming uh, tonight for these festivities. Always a uh, game that always concerns you because you don't know if these boys are going to be distracted. They'll be on the field tonight. Some of them may be part of the homecoming court. So uh, it's, uh, it's a night that uh, we heard Coach Dana we're talking a lot about. Sometimes it's really strange. Last week uh, against Corpus Christi Ray, we had the same thing. Tonight it is homecoming here at Phil Dana Herfield. The Alice Coyotes come into town. Alice always a tough matchup. They come in with a 5-2 and two record. Their only two losses coming against Gregory Porter uh, last week. And uh, I don't know, Coach, who was the other one, too? Flower uh, Bluff. Flower Bluff. Yeah, 5-2. Yeah, so they come in with a 5-2 record. Well, got 7-0. But, again, another cool night. If you're coming out to the game, get your jacket, little windbreaker. It is at 65 degrees currently here in Northwest Corpus Christi. The stadium is decorated. The uh, young ladies are dressed uh, appropriately for the homecoming night. And just a beautiful night for football coaches. We get ready for tonight's matchup. It is. It's the biggest factor right now, but it's, uh, it's nice. It feels good out here. But when that sun completely goes down, I wonder how cold it's going to get. Coach, it's normal with 75 degrees. It's kind of give you the temp- uh, different temperature. So, again, once that sun goes down, it's going to cool off even more. Alice Coyote's coming to the Coach, uh, didn't have a lot of information on him, but Anytime we play Alice, you know, they broke that drought but, uh, several years ago where they finally came in and won here in the stadium. But they're, they're always a tough opponent. They are trying to rebuild, but Alice always a solid program. Oh, yeah, they, they've got tradition there. Football's big in that community. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, they're going to make sure those kids play and play hard. The community has a lot to do with uh, success of the program. If they had high expectations of uh, their football program, then kids are going to live up to the expectation of what their parents and their fans expect from them. And uh, that is, you know, I know we're playing at home tonight, Coach, but uh, one, of the, one of the nicest stadiums, and, uh, as far as natural grass, one of the few natural grass stadiums still around. But, uh, you know, what can we expect to see tonight from the Dallas Pirates? Uh, I see they come out with a spread offense, something we see throughout the year again. Uh, is that what we can expect uh, again tonight from these Dallas Pirates? Uh, they spread it out, but they should, you know, shotgun formation. What are we, uh, what are we going to see tonight from the Dallas Pirates? Well, they're a spread team. They throw the ball. They, they, they'll run the ball. They probably uh, they'll run the ball, I would say, 30% of times, 70%. And it, it will be, uh, it will be a, a situation. I'll tell you one thing. They have great speed. they got four to six guys who can just fly. Very, very both ways on several of them. That's tonight. Wildcats have been running the ball with success. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, what kind of passing game. We've got a lead. What can we see tonight going around for Mark Allen Wildcats? Well, we're going to see whatever works best. If we can control the ball and keep it out of their hands and they're away from their speed, we'll do that. If we need to throw the ball and run the spread, we'll run the tire lead. So it's, uh, it's, we really don't know what we're going to do until we get in there. That makes it we, we prepare for everything. We prepare for the worst. That's one last question with, uh, to make sure I've done it. One of the things I want to confirm, if the Wildcats win tonight, they will secure uh, pretty much a, a, a game against veterans. If veterans win tonight for the district championship on November 9th. Do we know a location or uh, what night that game will be played? Well, it will be played definitely on Thursday night. Now, it could be here. It could be at Buck Stadium. I don't know what they'll put up. We'll put up the home stadium. They'll put up the stadium. Then we'll flip on it probably 
some of the people right now. Thank you so much again. Thanks for being part of the Saints Third Coach Show. Great people, great night for football. Again, now let's go out and do this. Come out injury free, and uh, let's come out with victory. That sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right, that's Coach Daniel on our Coach Show, brought to you by Saints Third over in Kingsville. Go on by, visit the friendly staff. They'll help you get a nice vehicle that you're looking for, truck, car, whatever you need. You have a trade in. How about a service department? They have it all there. Saints Ford Nissan. Just make that short drive over to Kingsville. They'll be glad to help you. We'll be back with more of the Carolina Wildcat Coaches Show right here on 1360 KKTX. One minute. One minute, please. One minute. Roger that. Okay, cool. I thought I lost you there for a second. I cannot move. I can't pick up my damn baseball game. I'd be pissed if I can't pick it up. Five, four, three, two, one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Prosperity Bank pregame show coming to you live from Phil Danaher Field Stadium on a beautiful Friday night. Temperature is about 62 degrees on a beautiful, clear Friday night. As our Coach Davis decides to join us for the show, Coach, thanks uh, for joining us tonight. Yeah, I got a little sidetracked there. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I'd like to welcome everybody uh, to a homecoming here at uh, Bill Danaher Field. I want to apologize to, to our listeners back home or work wherever you're at. A little bit of a sore throat tonight, but we're going to do our best to get you through the night. Night Coach Davis will help carry the show. You're listening to the Prosperity Bank pregame show right here on 1360 KKTX, the 10-year reunion as well. We should see some of the uh, class of 2007. A team that went uh, 12-1. They ended up losing to uh, Lake Travis uh, in their matchup. Uh, and then, of course, Gary Gilbert went on to, to play for the uh, Texas University of Texas, got drafted in the NFL, and I just realized the young man uh, who quarterbacked that night uh, went on to play in the NFL, had the Super Bowl ring, and that night, uh, Coach Davis, there was two uh, future NFL quarterbacks on that uh, game that night, one of them being Gary Gilbert, the other one being Dustin Vaughn. So that uh, class will be with us tonight. The Wildcats come in 7-0. Uh, Alice comes in at 5-2. They are led by Coach Justin Evans. It should be a great matchup tonight with these Carolina Wildcats against these Alice Coyotes. Yeah, um, that's going to be uh, Coach Atwood on the other side, actually. Justin Evans moved on to Miller this past year, I believe. Okay, my man. And so, uh, yeah, we should see Kyle Atwood come out with a new look. Uh, Alex Coyote offense, pretty similar to last year. Because they're still going to run the spread, but they'll run a little more down the field stuff. Um, you know, they've had an on and off year. Had some rough weeks. Had a rough loss against GP last week. They'll be looking to turn it on against Cal Allen as uh, that town always gets up for this game. I'll tell you what, they definitely do. Some of the kind of folks who were in Alice to, to update their max preps. Uh, they still have Coach Evans listed is what I'm doing from. I didn't find any stats on the Alice Coyotes, so not a whole lot of information provided by the uh, visiting team, but we'll do our best to bring it tonight's action between the Carolina Wildcats and the uh, Alice Coyotes. Again, game eight of the season, Wildcats come in 7-0. The two losses for the uh, Alice Coyotes, one of them is coming against Fly Bluff, a 49-21 loss. The other one being uh, against Great Portland last week, 36-29. Uh, that game 
was at Gregory Bolton as well. So this is an Alice team that always plays as well. But again, I want to thank everybody for joining us right here on the Prosperity Bank pregame show. Temperatures at uh, 65 degrees. Uh, wind will not be a factor. Again, just bring your, if you're coming out to the game tonight, uh, make sure you get your little uh, jacket, little windbreak or something you may need, maybe even a blanket. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Prosperity Bank pregame show right here on 1360KKTX. Oh, yeah. I have this one here. Oh, God. Yeah, I, got I was just telling you that Atwood on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. This is off Max Press. Good, Sean. Do y'all still have, y'all do the Max Press stuff? Yeah, dude. It's got their scores. It's got their uh, roster. It's got everything on there. Okay. It's all right. Hey, he's over at Miller now. Kyle Atwood? Kyle Atwood. He's from San Angelo Grape Creek. He was on my dad's staff for a number of years. Dang, I can't believe I can't pick up the dang game. What happened? It's not getting reception. It's not picking it up. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back to the Prosperity Bank pregame show. Coming to you live from Phil Danaher Field again. Homecoming night uh, here at uh, Wildcat Stadium. As we get ready for tonight's matchup, I want to thank everybody for tuning us in live here on 1360 KKTX. You can also tune us in on the, on the World Wide Web. Uh, you can listen to us on our Direct Connect phone line. So many ways to listen to tonight's broadcast. Uh, our internet website is www.catsiradio.com. That's the letter I, catsiradio.com. You can also call our Direct Connect phone line. All you got to do is call through your cell phone, and the audio will go right to your phone. That's 724-898-7823. 724-898-7823. You can listen anywhere, uh, in anywhere that you can make a phone call from. So, so many ways to keep up. I'd like to welcome everybody to the Primetime Crew coming at you. Our producer tonight is Lyle Spore, back in the studio helping us out tonight. Our statistician to our far left is uh, Coach Mike Budenson and our Color commentators, Coach uh, Richard Davis. I'm Mike Guerrero bringing you play-by-play action. 35 rows about the home crown. Maroon and white in front of us. Uh, burnt orange and white across the field. But, uh, again, looking forward to another great match between these two teams. Tonight, the Wildcats, if they can come away with a victory coach, they'll secure a spot for the uh, uh, you know district match or district championship, should I say. And uh, most likely going to be taking on the uh, Veterans Memorial. It'll be a Thursday night game, and we're going to be televised. We understand that. Don't know if it'll be at Buck Stadium, Cabinet's Field, or possibly even here at uh, Cal Allen. But, uh, uh, again, we're, 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 here we are talking about playoffs. It just seems like we started the season. Yeah, I mean, we're getting really close. We're kind of getting down to the wire here, uh, you know, to get to our first goal, which every year is to win the district championship. And uh, so far, this Cal Allen team has looked every bit ready to do that. Got to take care of business tonight against the Hungry Alice team. But, uh, you know, as you said, Miller and then uh, Vets waiting in the wings. So still a lot of work to do. Still a young season by the standards of last year when you went six rounds deep. I mean, we've still got another eight weeks left in the season, according to that. But, uh, you know, I think we're ready and we're part for the course. Should be a great matchup as we're coming to you here on the Prosperity Bank pregame show. Again, uh, both teams are coming out. The Alice Coyotes have made their way onto the field. They are the visiting team. They come up with their traveling uniforms, white shirts, white pants, burnt orange numerals. They have the uh, orange headgear. And I'm trying to see if they have a logo on the side. They have a white stripe. Uh, with an A on the side of the helmet. The Alice Coyotes, again, are the visiting team across the field from us. Uh, Coach Davis, uh, you're very familiar. You actually went to school in Alice. I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, you did go to Alice. 
so uh, one of the best things about Alice is uh, some of the food they have there. I love uh, going there with Alice and eating some of the food that's a real part of the program. So uh, it's a team that you're not only you're familiar with, but the school, uh, their program, and how they work. So, I mean, it, they do bring a lot of tradition. I joke about that. But uh, this is a team that for years, you know, was a powerhouse here in the, in the South Texas region in 5A. And then, of course, their enrollment numbers have dropped. You know, which uh, dropped them down to four. Of course, all the classifications have changed, but Alice has been a solid school for many, many years. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had the honor of playing in Alice. It's a great place to play football. Their fans come out really well. And, um, you know, they've always had a tradition of winning there. Uh, in the late 90s, they made a couple of trips to the state semifinals. And, oh, wait, my senior year, we were able to win district. You know, my dad was the head coach there. So, you know, there's a lot of groups uh, of mind that go back to Alice. And, uh, you know, it's exciting to play them this week because, uh, you know, you always want to go back and be drama modern. Oh, definitely. There you go. Coming to you live as we uh, get the national anthem, I believe, being played. It's a cool Friday night. We have a window closed. We'll see if we can kind of crack it open to see if we can hear. And uh, we're going to take our last break here on the Prosperity Bank pregame show. Coming to you live from Bill Banner Stadium. You're listening to Carolina Wildcat Football on 1360 KKTX. How much time do we have? Uh, yeah, we're looking at 7654321. All right, welcome back to the Prosperity Bank Pre-Game Show. Coming to you live from Phil Danaher Stadium on a beautiful Friday night. Northwest Corpus Christi, as the Wildcats make their way onto the field, the Alex Coyotes will be going through their run through on the uh, south end zone, should I say, over our right hand side, over to the 624 side of the uh, stadium. And uh, Coach Davis said tonight, Wildcats will have to uh, try to clean things up as we get deep into the playoffs. Last week, you know, we had some turnovers early, just didn't execute. You know, the opening kickoff, they stripped the ball from us. Uh, just, you know, you know, we talked about in the pregame show, it took three drives you know, to finally find the end zone, but just uh, a bunch of mistakes that they made early on. We just can't have that uh, tonight against this uh, Alice Kyrett team. Yeah, if anything, that's one of the things to look for. You know, we've had a few blowouts in a row here, obviously, running into the soft part of our schedule, but it's about to toughen up here with Miller and Allen. And, you know, going into vets, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if we can cut down on the penalties as that's something that's really uh, hindered us this year. We've gotten lucky and, you know, played some teams that we outmatch a bit, so it hasn't mattered too much, but it will start to matter here in the latter parts of the season. There you go. As uh, we get ready for the Capitals, we're going to take our last break here on the Prosperity Bank pregame show, coming to you live from Phil Down here. Phil, we'll be back with more. Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX.
Yeah, we got about 20 seconds. What is it? Was that loud, about 20 seconds? Uh, yeah, about 20 seconds. Well, we're Thank sitting you. at about 10 seconds now. Yeah, that'll be perfect. The captain's about to make their way on the field. So Rich will zoom in for us. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back to uh, high school football on a Friday night. Both uh, teams have made their way onto the field as we get ready for our tonight's captains, the Alice Coyotes, to get across the field from us. The Wildcats are the home team in front of us. Homecoming night, 2017. It's uh, incredible to say, Coach. I mean, it just seems like these years have gone by uh, so quickly. We had the 10-year resuming class, uh, a class that, uh, that I'm very familiar with. My son graduated with that class in 2007. So I'm trying to see which of the kids uh, showed up tonight. I'm, I'm looking over on the sideline. I saw Andrew Flores before the game. Uh, I think I see Roy Davila, uh, uh, Oliver. Uh, so, again, just trying to keep an eye on some of those kids that may be at trip tonight. The uh, captain's coming into the middle of the field for the Alice Coyotes. Uh, Coach, you want to give this to us? Uh, yeah, for the Alice Coyotes, it looks like we're going to get number 33, Roberto Montalvo. Number 8, the quarterback, Shay Hanamil. Number 13, that's going to be our starting wide receiver, Orlando Espinosa. And on the far side there, that's going to be number 10, Mark Garcia. For the Carolina Wildcats, only one captain going out to the middle of the field. That's number 10, Colton Buff, the honorary captain. And uh, I'm going to guess that that's the uh, senior class that's made their way onto the field. Looks like there's uh, about 25 of them lined up. Uh, not a very big, uh, you know, uh, I should say there's not a whole lot left on the sideline. So this must be a very big senior class. Colton Top is out in the middle of the field with uh, coin toss taking place. Referee talking it over to the uh, Coyotes. Looks like they have won the toss. They have deferred to the second half. Now let's see, let's see where uh, Colton wants to receive the ball. So it looks like uh, Wildcats will receive to the south end zone to our right. The Coyotes will defend the north end zone to our left-hand side to the scoreboard side. We're going to take one last break. We'll be back with the opening kickoff right here on 1360 KKTX. Oh my gosh. I don't know why you'd want to kick the heart off. <laughs> That's a small house, guys. They usually. as we get ready for the opening kickoff of tonight's game. Back deep to receive for the Carolina Wildcats tonight will be uh, number one, Zach Hawkins, and number 43, Nick Elizondo. And let's see if we can find out who that kicker is for the Alice Coyotes. Uh, again, didn't have a lot of information on the uh, on Max Preps. They don't really keep up with their stats. I believe that's number 23 will be kicking tonight. And, and uh, is that 23, Coach? Is that what you're seeing there? Uh, I think Coach Brotherton is identified as number 29. Okay, it is 29. 29. Then, uh, Alejandro Gonzalez. Okay, for there you go. Uh, up at the 40-yard line, Alejandro. High, in over in kick. This one's going to be bouncing at about the 15. Now picked up by uh, number 43, 
That's uh, Nick Elizondo going to the right side. Elizondo out over the uh, 25-yard line, but we do have a flag on the field at about the 24-yard line, and uh, most likely going to be against the Carolina Wildcats as uh, we'll wait for the uh, referee to give a call. Yeah, the goal is to cut down on the penalties. This wouldn't be a good start for Carolina. It is an illegal block in the back. And it's going to be a 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. So uh, it's going to back up the Wildcats into the red zone to about the 14-yard line where they're going to start this drive. First down and 10. Colton Duff brings the uh, Wildcat offense onto the field. Opening drive, 11:52. Wildcats driving from Mike to left across your radio dial. In your quarterback. Again, they're going to start it at the 14-yard line. Wildcats come out with two tight end sets. I'll give you the uh, offensive starting lineup here after the uh, play. Brown in the backfield along with Hawkins. Ball on the ground. Duff on a busted play. And, uh, Coach, we just talked about it. You want to get off to a good start. We've had a penalty and a busted play here early on in the first 20 seconds. Yeah, not the idea to start by any means. Uh, one of the things that could be happening is whenever this wind starts to blow and it gets a little cool, it gets dry out there, and those balls aren't as quite as tacky as they usually are. Maybe right there, uh, you know, Duff's got to make an adjustment to the ball. Bring up second down and uh, nine on the play. They, uh, the busted play, Duff was able to pick up a yard on the play. Coming to you from Northwest Corpus Christi, Phil Danaher Field. Wildcats overload the left side of the line, handoff to Alec Brown. Brown lunging forward and uh, picked up maybe two yards on the play. Not much room there on the left side. Good job by the Alice defense. Offensively for the Wildcats, the center is uh, Noah Galindo. Your guards, Eric Rojas and Carson Chips. Your tackles, Duke Waddell and Sam Gentry. In the backfield, we mentioned the quarterback is Colton Duff. Your fullback is Alec Brown. Your Z-back, Joel Garza. And your tailback is number one, Zach Hawkins. Your tight ends for tonight is Jackson Lanham and Dylan Fila. And on the Coyote defense, you're going to have D-tackle, Pablo Salinas, defensive tackle, Xavier Jocelyn. Number 24, defensive end, Marco Lavari. Number 42, defensive end, Sergio Sandoval. We'll get the rest after this play. Ah, sweet. Brown coming on the near side. Brown has the 20 lunging forward. And this is going to depend on the spot. It's going to be really close. Lunge down. Nice second effort there by uh, Alec Brown. And uh, depending on the spot, and it will be enough for the first down, that Coach Davis. Yeah, nice little run right there. Got outside and was able to get physical on the outside. It's always falling forward. Starting on the outside linebacker position, that's the one Garcia, number 15. Number 10, Mark Garcia. Number 36, Ray Davila. Number 14, Alejandro Gancino is playing corner. Number one, Sean Molina is the other side corner. And your free safety and strong safety are Sean Chapa and R.J. Galois. First down for the Wildcats. Hand off again over there on the left side. Not much room on that play. Maybe two yards. Just trying to stay in front of the change right there. Got three yards. You're going to get a second and seven right here. And, uh, you know, that's really important in the wing key offense to stay in front of the change. Brings up a second down. We'll call it the... Seven yards to go. Opening drive of this uh, game tonight. Wildcats driving right to left across your radio dial. Ball resting on the near hash mark. Two tight ends set. Colton Duff under center. Turns around, hands it to Hawkins. Hawkins met in the backfield. Nice defensive play by number 10 for the Alice Coyotes. That's uh, middle linebacker Mark Garcia. 
making the tackle for the uh, Alice Coyotes. Yeah, Mark Garcia is the guy that's going to make this defense go. They like to blitz him. They like to put him out in coverage. He's kind of their do-it-all linebacker, and you will hear his name a lot tonight. So, three-yard loss on the play. We'll bring it back to uh, third down and ten for the uh, for the Wildcats. Stop lines up under center. This time he'll keep it. Coming on the left side, Duff has a 30. Runs over a would-be tackler out to the 39-yard uh, line. And Duff is going to have him out for the first down to change the move. That was nice to have our quarterback back there. He was able to get those extra yards for you whenever you need a first down. Ball resting on the 39-yard line. Trying to keep up with the homecoming festivities. I believe number 21, Philip Lively, was the homecoming king tonight. Is that correct? Yeah, he's the homecoming king. Hopefully, he can get him a pick six and have him a great night. Um, you know, I don't know what all you have to go through to become homecoming king, but I'm sure it's quite the honor. It definitely is. Handoff. On the back side, that's Alec Brown lunging forward. And again, Alec, staying ahead of the team, as you mentioned, picks up four yards on the play, brings up a second down and six. Now we come through with the smaller offensive line for the Alex Coyotes can sustain uh, the pressure can be put on them by the Cal Allen offensive line. That's one of the things that people don't give enough credit to in this offense is how good this offensive line is. All running backs are usually two to three yards downfield before they even see their first defender. Open down. Talking it over with this uh, running back. Brown now it lines up under center. Number three, Garza. Motions across the line, Dobson keep it, and he uh, scampers over to the left side. Not much room. Give him a yard for his efforts. Going to bring up a third down and four for the Wildcats. They're down to four. Callen hasn't gone to the air yet. Maybe in for a uh, play action pass right here. We'll see what down here draws up. Checking in the game for the Wildcats, number 87 is Reed Wilson, uh, playing tight end for the Wildcats. Brings the play from the uh, Sideline brings it in from uh, Coach Sanher. And Alice has everybody up at the box right now. If this is a play action, it should be going. Looks like the uh, Coyotes may have made contact. They uh, went across the neutral zone, but that, and, oh, they called it against the offense. So, five-yard penalty against uh, Cal Allen will back him up five yards. He's going to bring up a third down and nine, and now almost uh, definitely a passing play. And I'm sure if you went back and looked at that, that looked to me like the defense was the one that kind of, you know, caused the offensive line to move. You'd, you'd expect an encroachment penalty right there. But, uh, you know, the, the rest off of the offensive line were first. That was my initial thought when I saw the uh, the movement, but uh, not the case. Third down and nine for the Wildcats. Alton Duff lines up under center. Thanks to uh, Hawkins, dropping back, has pressure. Coyotes. With their hands around him, now he's going to dump it off. But this is going to bounce on the carpet, and it'll be incomplete. Going to bring up a fourth down and play out. Fourth down and nine for the Wildcats. Yeah, Duff had something down the backside. If he could get up to Hawkins out there, there was plenty of room to work with. Um, you know, just being off balance, he wasn't able to get the ball there. Duff will come in the pond. Let's see who the Coyotes will send back. I don't believe they're going to send anybody back to uh, return this pond. Yeah, the Wildcats uh, should get it. I think uh, Colton get if that ball will roll over, should be able to get a nice bounce and pin these coyotes deep. Snap on the way, rolls to his right. Punt on the way, doesn't get the, uh, the punt he wanted. It's a high punt, and he kind of drifts out of bounds. 
Yeah, uh, nobody back. You'd like to see him keep it low and just get that roll down through. But the Coyotes will have decent field position. They're going to start. Uh, shoot, I don't even know if that. I don't think that ball traveled nine yards. Is what it looks no, to be a nine yard punt. I think it's going to be a pretty short punt out there. He doesn't really get a lot of practice with that throughout the season. So. I say you just bring in a punter. Let somebody punt. Work on your punting because uh, those are the kind of things you can't have in the playoffs. You're going to have to have a punter who can pin that that offense deep. Yeah. I hope to have the ball first down and 10 at the 49-yard line of the Wildcats. Six minutes and 13 seconds. Opening drive for the Coyotes. Okasu well, dropping back, looking down through the facility. And a test for Lively. That's what Lando is looking for right there with the big wide receiver, number 13. Yeah, that's going to be a Lando Espinosa. He's looking for down the sideline. When they like to go downfield, they like to target 13. He's a big athletic receiver with lots of speed. And so you'll see him going deep quite a bit tonight. Lando Espinosa was the uh, intended receiver for wide receivers for the Coyotes. Trips lined up to the near side, single wide out, split up top. Running back, number 17 is Alex Gonzalez, lined up to the right side of the quarterback, Trey Jaramillo. Give me the offensive lineup for the Coyotes here after this play. Second down and 10. And off to the uh, running back, number 17. That's Alex Gonzalez on the carry. He's going to pick up about four yards on the play. It'll bring up a second down and six. Uh, the Coyotes are going to look to move here pretty quick. They're going to try to keep Cal on the toes. Quarterback, Trey Jaramillo, 5'10", 190-pound senior. Looks over to the sideline. On the front line, helping out to Jaramillo tonight will be the center, Adrian Contreras. His guards, Isaiah Bonteo and Osvaldo Gonzalez. His tackles are Christian Pimandrea and John Hawkins. Little toss, uh, kind of a little pass in the flat over to the uh, wide receiver. I'm sorry, the running back, number 17, Alex Gonzalez. And uh, no gain on the play, so it's going to bring up a big fourth down for the Coyotes. The uh, Wildcats uh, defense. Coming out for the uh, pretty big stance here on this opening drive. Yeah, good tackle out there by the Cowboys defense. Gave them some initial yards on that first play, but we were able to anchor down and keep them from losing the ball otherwise. Fourth down for the Coyotes. Uh, trying to see who's punting that ball. That's going to be number six, and that'll be their starting safety, which is Sean Chopper back there to punt. Hawkins drops back to receive the punt. This is a uh, low punt, but uh, this one's going to bounce. Go out of bounds at about the 20-yard line where the Wildcat offense will come out. We're going to take a quick break. Four minutes, 40 seconds remaining here in the opening quarter. We are scoreless. You're listening to Calhoun Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Hey, Lyle, just a 30-second break. Just a 30-second break. 30-second break. number six, Sean Chaba. Coming back in three on the twenty six. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back. The uh, Wildcats will take over on the twenty six yard line. Alec Brown on the carry. Alec Brown has the forty out to the forty five yard line before being tackled. So a nice gain of about uh, nineteen yards for the uh, running back number forty, Alec Brown. Calhoun flips to the spread out there. They're going to spread them out. They're just going to run a simple counter play, and it's going to be wide open 
with the lineman leading through, and that's a big run for A.J. Brown. If they can get him going tonight, they're going to they're going to have an easy time moving this ball. First down and 10 for Cal Allen. Ball resting just uh, shy of the 45-yard line. Four minutes and 40 seconds remaining here in this opening quarter. Shotgun formation. Alex Brown takes a carry. Alex has midfield, driving his legs. Going to cross over to uh, about the 46-yard line before being tackled. And he's going to be short of the first down by about a yard, nine-yard carry for uh, Alex Brown. Alton Duff, Dylan Thielen, number eight, bring the uh, play to the huddle. Up to the line of scrimmage are the Wildcats. Single wideout split out to each side. Alton Duff hands off to Alec Brown. Brown needed a yard and uh, just getting to the 45-yard line. That's going to be enough to move the chains. It'll be a first down for the Carolina Wildcats. Coming out of that shotgun, it allows you to get a little more forward momentum before you get to the line of scrimmage. And uh, we're just stacking the stacking the line right now with Lyman and making the front line move. Get the first down right there on that. Uh, was it third short right there? It was third and one, so just, just barely getting that yard he needed. Ball resting on the 45-yard line. Again, Wildcats, single wideout, split to each side. Takes the ball to uh, Alec Brown. Colton Duff, plenty of room, breaking tackles inside the 30. They'll be brought down at about the 26-yard line and up for the first down, picked up about 15 yards on that play. That's a nice big run by Duff. If we can get Duff going, uh, you know, it's a good sign for this offense. Duff kind of had a breakout week last week against Ray with the three touchdowns and well over 100 yards rushing, so he's going to look to continue on that success this week. Timeout on the field. Officials timeout. I don't see who called that. Uh, oh, I think something came loose. One of the signs came loose. I'm not sure where it came from. Maybe from the sideline or something. They come off the. Uh, sure, they came off the. Uh, Either I think it may have came off the fence or maybe one of those that folded yeah, up the sideline. Looks like yeah, one of those triangle ones on the sideline. It uh, just kind of blew onto the field. So officials timeout. They uh, clear some space. Okay. Shotgun formation for the uh, Wildcats. Alec Brown slides over to the left. Hands it off. No, Dobbs keeps it. Dobbs goes to the right side. Has a 20 downfield. And he'll be pushed out of bounds inside the uh, same step out of bounds. Where they spot him, uh, right at the 14-yard line. So it'll be first down and 10 for the Carolina Wildcats at the 14-yard line. Clock rolling. I'm sorry, it stopped with the. I guess when he stepped out of bounds. Two minutes and six seconds. Coach uh, Davis getting called on the field, so Coach Brotherton will try to help us out uh, to the best of his ability. He's trying to keep up with the stats as well, so Coach, just do your best, whatever you can. Hand off to Brown, over to the left side. Brown, inside the 10-yard line, to about the 7. It's going to be a second down and 5 for the Wildcats. 
He got the uh, he got that automatic call to get downstairs real quick, and so I told him once he gets down there, that's your right to bring a little extra help back up this way. Yeah. Let's see what happens. What he does. Not sure who who would be calling for him because I think that's the first time I had my uh, color commentator pulled to the sideline. Yeah, I think Coach Campaign is down there still, so they can probably get that switch real quick and get him up here or something. Wildcats facing a second down and goal. Colton Duff takes the snap, high snap. They'll have to keep it, trying to get to the outside. Breaks the tackle, and he's barely going to get to the seven-yard line. That high snap just kind of threw off that play from the beginning. No gain on the play for the Wildcats. Going to bring up a third down and five. Ball remains at about the seven-yard line. I noticed him coming right back up the uh, stairs here, so maybe they just need to drop something off of him and let him get something. <laughs> Is that Coach Davis coming Coach back Davis up? Davis coming back up. I was interesting. They could have just sent him a. You would think they would have just called him, Coach, on his cell phone. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, not <laughs> sure, I'm not sure what it was, but oh well. Oh well. He needed. Got it there. That's exactly well. That's what he gets paid for. Third down and five for the Wildcats. Shotgun formation. Holding up. Takes a snap. And I don't know. He wasn't ready for that yeah. one. Again, just some miscues. We've been talking about that here early on. Wildcats have to clean things up. And uh, we've seen, you know, a couple of busted plays. Uh, a snap, a high snap, which kind of messed up second down, and now Duff wasn't ready for the snap, and he hits him on the chest, coach, and he's going to lose about seven yards in the play. He's going to bring up a fourth down and 13 for the Carolina Bobcats. I don't know. You know, we're heading into that wind right now, and I don't know what the uh, center snap like that. Maybe it's you know, getting up underneath and, and shooting a bastard or what. But, yeah, we've got to get a fix on that. Timeout for the Alice Coyotes. I think the Coyotes uh, – Trying to play that wind direction because they want the Wildcats to have to kick into that wind if they're going to try a field goal. Three seconds remaining here in the first quarter. We are scoreless. 0-0. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Just uh, see if we can get 30-second uh, in loud. 30-second. 30-second. back Coming back in five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back. Uh, after the quick timeout, uh, Wildcats will tee it up. Looks to be they're going to tee it up at the 23-yard line, which is going to make it a 33-yard field goal. Now uh, Gonzalez will reset it at the 24, making it a 34-yard attempt. And I believe that's number 20 who's going to kick that. Is that 20? That's 22. Uh, that is Grant. That yeah. is Grant Gonzalez. Gonzalez, the left-footed kicker. Number 14, Rivers Roy, waits for the snap. Snap on the way. Gonzalez with the kick. And this one shanked over to the right side, wide right. And Wildcats come away with no points on that drive. The uh, first quarter has come to an end. 12 minutes in the books here at Field, Danaher Field. We are scoreless. Zero zero. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. One minute.
Are you going to start this on the 20 yard line? 20, they got it. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back. 12 minutes in the books here at Field Dan and Herfield. We are scoreless. The Coyotes will take over first down and 10 at the 20-yard line. Wildcats have uh, been able to move the ball down the field, but just the uh, miscues have kept them from going into the end zone. First quarter went by really quick. This is only the uh, second uh, possession for the Alice Coyotes. They're looking at a second down and seven. Shotgun formation, four wide receivers. Quarterback for the uh, Coyotes is number eight, Trey Hadamil. Hands it off to his running back, coming over to the uh, left side. Finally pushed out of bounds is uh, number eight. The uh, quarterback keeping it on, on the uh, play. He's going to have enough for the first down. It's at about the 34-yard line. It looked like he picked up about eight yards on that one there, and uh, I think it's one of their biggest run of plays so far. Coyotes. Driving right to left after the uh, first quarter expired. Brad switched sides. Adamil again on the quarterback for trying to come to the near side. This time it's going to be pushed out of bounds. Big number 65, Youngblood, along with number 35 on the tackle for the Wildcats. That's uh, Riggs Barrett. Last week, Barrett had 10 tackles in that game. Coach had a great game for the young sophomore linebacker. Yeah, he did. I think he's finally coming into his own and, and, and getting more comfortable at the position. Uh, there at the middle linebacker and, and kind of showing you a little flashback of uh, his brother being back there. Older brother, Reese Bennett, graduated last year. Riggs, the young sophomore, takes over wearing the same member. Adamino, backside pressure. Young blood now. They're going to set up that little screen. Set up beautifully. The pressure came through. And now the Coyotes will... Uh, Up it off, a little screen pass to the uh, near side. They're going to take it out to the 39-yard line. going to be short of the first down. It's going to bring up a uh, third down and two yards to go for the Coyotes. Yeah, had a nice little setup there running over here towards our near sideline. And uh, it looked like he might have been able to keep going a little bit, maybe lost his balance and stepped out just shy of that first down mark. Shotgun formation, trips over to the uh, far side, single wide out to the near side. Like a new running back has kicked into the game for the Coyotes. I believe that's number 22, Jose Franco. 20. Is it 20? Quarterback keeper. This time he's going to be met in the backfield. That's big young boy. I tell you what, that young young man, number 69, really starting to come into his own. Also in on the tackle for the Wildcats is number 65. Right there for some help. But, uh, Coach, am I just seeing things, or is that not 65 on the field? There is a 65 on the defensive end on the right side. I'm not sure who that is. Not on the roster. Let's, um, he changed jerseys. Uh, Seth Kelly. The 35 Kelly. Yeah, yeah. He, went, he, he moves back and forth from 35 to 65 okay. for whatever reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seth Kelly wearing 65 tonight. Punt formation. High snap. Almost over the head of a rookie punter. Now reestablishes, gets it off from the 30-yard line. Great job by the punter. This one, ooh, ooh. I don't think he touched it. That was number 21 uh, for the Wildcats. 
And it's lively. I'm not so sure what Poop was doing there. Uh, he had a dive in a 10, Coach, but uh, almost uh, got a hand on it. That could have been costly for the Wildcats. Instead, the Wildcats will take over first down and 10 at the 34-yard line. And this will be the first time the Wildcats have the room at their back. You know, I almost like to say he was trying to be a hero or something there, but he was diving at that thing, so he wouldn't have been able to return it anyway. So that was just crazy. Uh, I think he knew that off right off the bat as soon as he got up off the floor because he was hitting himself in the head knowing that uh, he uh, kind of did something wrong there. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. Again, trying to find the end zone. This is a Wildcats' third possession. This is kind of reminiscent to last week, Coach, when we played Bill Ray, the mistakes and the miscues. Really cost him on those first two drives. Shotgun formation, high snap. This one bobbled on the carpet, and whoa, man, something's going on tonight. Uh, just like you said, the miscues, and there it is once again on the exchange. High snap, and then the exchange with AJ. Just, and, and, and I think that high snap got him right there, and he just set everything off in the wrong motion. Not a five-yard loss on the play, Coach. Uh, let me get the second down and 15. Uncharacteristic of these Carolina Wildcats. Second down and long. Wildcats will set him out. Looking Dot on the keeper coming to the right side. Dot has the running room. Dot has the 50. He's got the 45. He's got the 40. Nothing but green grass in front of him. And Colton Dot will take it in from 66 yards out for the quarterback keeper. And the Wildcats get on the board. And, Coach, this is very reminiscent of last week. Wildcats on their third drive. Hand it off to Alec Brown. He took it 70 yards last week. And there it is, the third drive. Colton Dolph, 66-yard touchdown run. Just got to give those guys a little bit of a gap out there with the quickness and speed that they have. Uh, you know, north and south runners, as soon as they get that gap, they're going. And, I mean, he put the Jets on, and he was, he was leaving everybody behind one after coming out, number 22 is Grant Gonzalez. Roy's River. Takes the snap. Kick. This one through the uprights. Nine minutes, 17 seconds. Cal Allen leading 7-0 over to Alice Coyotes. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTS. One zero, Gary Homer. And uh, Reddick just did a double. Nobody out. Bottom of the second. That is Logan down there. What do, they, what do they have Davis doing down there? What do they have Davis? Four, three, two, one. How much time we got, Blau? Yeah, you're on. All right, welcome back. Grant Gonzalez with the uh, kickoff. High end over end kick. This one's going to be taken at the nine yard line. Number six on the return for the uh, Coyotes is Sean Chapa. Trying to go around the right side. Chopper still on his feet. Finally pushed out of bounds at about the, uh, looks to be about the 15-yard line. 
where the Coyotes will take over first down and 10. They trail 7-0 after the 66-yard touchdown run by number 10, uh, number 10, Colton Dobb. Nine minutes, eight seconds. First down and 10 for the Alice Coyotes. Driving right to left. They will start this drive at the 16-yard line. Three wide receivers to the near side. Hand off to the uh, running back. Over the uh, right side, not much room, maybe a yard on the play. Brings up a second down and nine for the uh, Alice Coyotes. Eight minutes, 50 seconds remaining here in this uh, first half. Davis, our color commentator, is summoned to the uh, sideline. I'm looking down there to see if we can find somebody else to get up there. It's kind of tough. It's <laughs> very tough when you're fighting a cold. Holding his right is uh, Jaramillo. Jaramillo dumps it off to the far sideline. It's going to be incomplete, but we have a flag coming in late. Looks like they're going to get it coming over the back. Philip Lively on the coverage. Number seven also there was uh, number seven is Garrett Hyde. Defensively for the Wildcats on the front line is uh, number 69, Luke Youngblood is your nose guard. Defensive tackles, Denise Leo Medi and Justice Escobar. Your linebackers, Matt Costro, Brandon Broughton, Brian Waters, and Riggs Barrett. And the uh, secondary is uh, Richard Davis and Philip Lively at the corners. And your safeties tonight, Sam Allen and Garrett Hyde. Hyotes. No huddle offense. They pretty much just come up to the line of scrimmage, look over to the sideline. Adamio takes the uh, signal from the uh, sideline, hands off to his running back, going right up the middle, and uh, nice little game there by the Coyotes. About a six-yard gain on the play. Brings up a second down. We're going to give him five yards on the play, second down and five. Shotgun formation. Jaramillo on the keeper. Jaramillo has some running room over the right side. Garrett Height coming up to make the tackle, but Jaramillo is going to pick up enough for the first down. Needed five, picked up about seven. Eight minutes and three seconds remaining here before the half. Hyatt's with a hurry-up offense. Quickly snapping the ball and uh, run over to the right side. We'll pick up seven yards on the play. It'll bring up a second down and three. Homecoming 2017. Week nine, game eight of the season. And now to the running back going right up to the middle there. And it's going to be really close to the first down marker, depending on the spot. And they will move the chains. Official on the far sideline turns back, says, let's move the chains. I don't want to apologize to everybody. I'm fighting a, uh, a sore throat here. Wildcats were a little late getting off the line of scrimmage. I'm sorry, getting off the field. So they're going to get it to 12 noon on the field. Big defensive play for the Wildcats will be negated. That was, uh, I don't see who that was, Coach. Is that 82? I didn't even know. I believe it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is 82, which is uh, Jackson Lanham. Came in, made the tackle, uh, big loss on the play, but the uh, see the young man trying to hustle off the field just didn't get off 
the field in time when the Coyotes snapped the ball. First down for the Coyotes. Five yards to go. Adamir on the quarterback keeper. Coming around the near side. Has a blocker in front of him. Gets a nice block. Adamir inside the 40 to about the 37-yard line. Big game on the play for the Coyotes. That's coming up for the first down. Nice drive here for the Coyotes. This has been the best drive of the night for them. Well, it looks like they're going to try to ride that quarterback, too. He seems to be one, uh, top dog right now. Nobody's been able to stop him. Four wide receivers. Adamino keeps it. Comes over to the left side. Knocked out of bounds. Number 65 on the tackle for the Wildcats. That's Seth Kelly. Broaden, who uh, is Broaden still injured, Coach? Uh, Broaden is back. He is now back out there. Is he? Uh, I don't know if he's on the field right now, but I know he was dressed out uh, during warm-ups. Kelly got the start last week with uh, Broaden out of the game. How do you rolling? Pressure from Youngblood. Youngblood trying to get him, and someone's going to get him in the back. They're trying to see who that is. Is that Escobar? 34. Coming up off the pile, clapping his hand. That's Brian Juarez. And it's going to be a third down and long for the um, or the Alice Coyote. And a timeout will be taken. Timeout on the field. Six minutes, eight seconds remaining here before the half. Wildcats lead 7-0 over the Coyotes. We'll be back with more Wildcat football. On 1360 KKTX. How much time, Lyle? Ten seconds. What's that? Five, four, three, two, one. Six minutes, eight seconds remaining here before the half. Coyotes. Nice little drive going here, but the uh, Wildcat defense for the big defensive play coming up with a third down and 17 now. Adamio trying to set up a little screen backside, and it's going to be uh, completed to the 45, making some room, leaving, and finally hit at the 30-yard line. And he's going to be about a yard short of the first down, but a well-executed play by the Coyotes. Yeah, the same thing that they kind of go on with right now. It's uh, Adamio to Gonzalez, and that's uh, going to be the connection there, but it looks like about a one-yard short. Fourth down and one with that wind in their face. Look for the uh, Coyotes to go for here, and they will. Number 17, Gonzalez, lined up to the right of Jaramillo. Looking over to the uh, sideline. A big defensive spot uh, stop here for the uh, Wildcat defense. Clock continuing to roll, five minutes and 30 seconds. Four wide receivers for the Coyotes. Snap on the way. 
Bottom of the backside pressure. Now just has to dump it off, looking downfield, and it's going to drop incomplete. That's an interesting play call as uh, Jaramillo's been turning the ball well for the Coyotes. They decided to take a shot downfield. We're not going to complain, but uh, it'll be incomplete. And the Wildcat offense will take over first down and 10 on the 28-yard line. Yeah, he kind of uh, – he wasn't really prepared for that. We had a good rush on him, and it looked like he just kind of chunked that ball up there, hoping that his guy would come down with it with our guys' backs turned to him. Uh, they turn at the last second. They read that guy well, read his head turning and uh, help knock that ball out of his hands. First down and 10 at the 28-yard line. Colton Duff brings the Wildcat offense on the field, and a timeout will be taken by the Alice Coyotes. Five minutes, 19 seconds remaining here before the half. Wildcat 7, Coyote 0. We're back. There's more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. <coughs> Loaded. 2 0. Somebody out. 10 seconds. Thank you, Law. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right. Welcome back. After the uh, timeout, Wildcats will have first down at 10. All resting on the 28 yard line. Fiving from uh, left to right on your radio dial. We have 5 minutes and 19 seconds remaining here before the half. Wildcats. Leading 7-0 over the Alice Coyotes. Quarterback keeper, Duff. Duff again with some running room. Duff has the 40, 45. Field with a nice block. Duff down the sideline. Duff with the stiff arm inside the 20-yard line. What a great run and a nice block from Dylan Peter, the wide receiver. Number 28 is Miguel Gonzalez finally knocking him out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. But a big run there by Colton Duff. Takes a little crease, and that's all, it, that's all he needed again was just that crease to get through there. Like you said, Taylor had a heck of a block on there. We'll get a stiff arm on that last guy to make the tackle, uh, getting all the way down to the 20-yard line. That's a 52-yard pickup right there for Colton Duff. Off on the last two carries, over 120 yards for that young man. So, running the ball well tonight. The uh, Coyotes are focusing so much on Alec Brown that uh, Duff had plenty of running room. Duff looking to hand off, but nobody was there, <laughs> Coach. That was an awkward-looking play. Uh, you tricked me on that one. I didn't have any idea what he was doing there. And uh, I think Alec took off the wrong direction. He was smart, though, right there. He saw nothing. He sat on the carpet real quick. <laughs> yeah, he finally just kind of sat down, Coach. That's what was so funny about it. Going to bring up a second, I'm sorry, is that second down? Second down at about 14 for the uh, Wildcats. Alec Brown over to the uh, left-hand side. (coughs) 
Picks up about five yards in the play back to the initial line of scrimmage. Third down, we'll call it a long nine. Yard of the game is the 10 yard line. Shotgun formation. Colton looking downfield, looking for his wideout. Hits the uh, intended receiver. I believe that was Jackson Lanham, number 82. It was off the hands of uh, Lanham. It was dropped incomplete, but a nice uh, play there by the Wildcats. Just unable to complete the play. Yeah, he had a, he had a good throw on that one thing. That thing is sitting just a little bit behind Jackson. Had to reach back just a tad, try to catch it, do it, pull it in. We're going to have another timeout on the field. Quite a few timeouts here in this last two minutes. Three minutes, 19 seconds remaining here before the half. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. We're up 3-0. Runners on the corners. My feet's really bad. I don't know what happened. I was playing well. Now it's just freezing up. One out, runners on the corner, so as long as he doesn't. Ten seconds. Gotcha. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Welcome back after the timeout. The Wildcat special teams will come on to the field. Number 22 is uh, Grant Gonzalez. He's going to tee it up. He's going to try to go for about a 36-yard field goal. Coach 37. Wind at his back. Low snap, Gonzalez with the kick, and this one again, just the timing was just off. Yeah, the timing's off. we got to get that snap back there quicker, and I know Grant, it gets into his head a lot over there. He sees that ball coming back real slow, and, and, and he hesitates on that kick, and he's not getting his full motion going through that thing, and you can tell right there with that win, he was still short. That was plenty of uh, – he's got the range to be able to get that kick. Definitely. Three minutes and 16 seconds remaining. And it's uh, the first half where really the Wildcats have uh, kept themselves from putting points on the board. Just miscues, and we saw Colton Duff that time on a busted play. Looked to hand the ball off, and nobody was there. It's just uh, been a, a night of, of miscues. <clears throat> first down and ten for the uh, Coyotes. Ball resting on the 20-yard line. Second field goal of the night. Wildcats have... Uh, Missed tonight, so kind of to start first time in 10. Going downfield, taking the shot downfield. 21 Philip Lively on the coverage, and this one's going to drop incomplete. Three minutes and 10 seconds remaining here. At halftime, we have our MC Welding and Fabrication halftime show. Second down and 10 for the Coyotes. And off to the uh, right side. 
short gain on the play. We'll call it two yards. Brings up third down and eight. Coyotes driving right to left on the radio dial. They trail 7-0. Colton Duff had the 66-yard touchdown run. Other than that, it's been a quiet night for both offenses. Four wide receivers for the Coyotes. Adamio dropping back, looking for his wide receiver across the middle of the field. That was number three, R.J. Galvan. Pass was a little high. Galvan unable to come up with it. And the uh, punt team... Well, come on the field. That's going to be Sean Chapa coming out to a punt for the uh, Coyotes. Hawkins will drop back. Hawkins will stand inside his 45 to about the 40-yard line. You know, I think on their punts, they're trying to avoid him right now. Watching that guy warm up, uh, he was hitting him 60 yards easy. That first one was only 22, what he does here. Snap on the way, low snap. Chapa, the uh, low kick, and uh, Hawkins will take it at the 44-yard line. Hawkins going over to the left side, has some blockers in front of him. Hawkins reading. Hawkins inside the 30. Hawkins down to 25. Hawkins is going to take it into the end zone. 66-yard punt return for number one, Zach Hawkins, and the Wildcats open up their lead 13-0 with a point after coming up. Let his blockers set up, have the patience, and then finally have the open cue, and he takes the, takes off down the sideline for the uh, touchdown. I think there's laundry on the field. Oh, geez. On the return team, 21. Pointed the wrong way. Yeah, he did. So what would have been a touchdown for Hawkins will be a penalty against Cal Allen. That's going to bring them back to the 38-yard line with two minutes and 15 seconds. Another costly penalty coach against this Wildcat team. They'll start this drive at the 30, what is it, 37-38-yard line. And first down and 10 for the Cal Island Wildcats. Alton Duff brings the Wildcat offense onto the field. And over to the right side is uh, Alec Brown. Brown's going to be pushed out of bounds at about the 33-yard line. He'll pick up about five yards on the play. One minute, 52 seconds. Clock rolling. Trips up top with the uh, Wildcats. Single wideouts put to the near side. Oh, thank to uh, Brown. Duff on the quarterback keeper. Duff rolling to his lap will get to the uh, 30-yard line. Not much room on that left side there. Coyote defense coming up big. Going to bring up a third down play for this uh, Wildcat offense. Under a minute to play here. Wildcats still have two timeouts, but uh, surprisingly not going with the hurry-up offense here. They only lead 7-0 on this Friday night matchup between the Wildcats and the Coyotes. Shotgun formation. 
Hollins on the ground. Kyle to the cover at the 31-yard line. And Alec Brown is slow to get up, Coach. He took a he's shot. Not, he's not moving. He is struggling there. Yeah, he took a shot. He doesn't take a direct blow very often. That time he took a blow and ball came loose. He's slow to get up. That's one young man you cannot afford to lose. 51 seconds. Ball comes loose on the carpet, and the Coyotes will recover. And we'll take over on their uh, 30-yard line. Under a minute to play here, 51 seconds. Allen doesn't fumble very often. We'll have to see if we can look it up. That may be his first fumble of the season. Yeah, I think with that shot, that kind of helped it out on there. Uh, he usually doesn't. He's usually got the good hands. Adam Hill. Brings the Coyotes onto the field, dropping back. Looking down to it. Now we'll step up in the pocket. Riggs Bird. Chasing him down through it. Finally, we're pushing him out of bounds. It's going to be about a seven-yard gain for the uh, quarterback for the Alice Coyotes. Clock stops as Adamino steps out of bounds. 44 seconds remaining in this game. <laughs> Wildcats with a 7-0 lead. Adamino rolls to his right, steps up. Now he's just going to launch it out of bounds. Nobody there for the uh, Coyotes. So a third down play will come up. Shotgun formation for the Coyotes. Trips to the near side. Hands it off to the uh, running back, number 24. Over to the uh, right side, the uh, running back is Matt Olivari. Over to the uh, right side. He's going to have enough for the first down. The clock continues to roll with 23 seconds remaining. Adamio in the pocket, looking downfield, looking for uh, his wide receiver, number three, and it's going to be complete. Over uh, midfield to the 45-yard line. It's going to be a first down for the Alice Coyotes. That uh, ball was completed to number three, R.J. Garvon. Hopping it off to the wide out on the near side. Coyotes going with a hurry-up offense. I mean, it's extremely quick. Five seconds remaining. Should be the uh, last play here before the half. Remind everybody our halftime show coming up, our MC Welding and Fabrication halftime show. Wildcat defense trying to keep the Coyotes out of the end zone, trying to go into halftime with a seven-point lead. Trips to the top, single wide out to the near side. Hot meal. Option to the uh, running back. Ball loose on the carpet. And it is rolled out of bounds, and the first half has expired. The Carolina Wildcats lead 7-0 over the Alice Coyotes. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Hey, that's halftime, right? Yeah, give us two minutes here so we can take a break and uh, Roger that. We can get 
We can try to get caught up on commercial spots too, man. Four zero finally came up top of the third. Thank you very much. That's uh, Lyle Spore, our producer, helping us out on our Rabelais Ione scoreboard. 
Coming to you uh, right here on a Friday night, Joe Banner here for 1360 KKTX. We'll be back with more of the MC Resident Fabrication Halftime Show right here on 1360 KKTX. Taking on 
Uh, looks like something just happened now. So uh, it looks like the Dodgers may have had something happen. It looks like Sager may have had a home run or something. But uh, not sure what's going on. But the Astros are up 4-0, bases loaded is what we're showing here in the top of the third inning. But, you know, Logan, you had the uh, privilege. You were on a, on a Mets team that went to the playoffs, and you were able to, to, to absorb some of that celebration and, and feel those good times. And tell us a little bit about the, uh, the you know, going from high school on to, to Baylor, but then going to the big leagues. It didn't take you long to get to the, to the big show. It's been a wild ride. Um, you know, it was always a dream to, to one day play in the big leagues. And, uh, you know, it all started here in 2008 when we won the state championship. The celebrations uh, were a little different back then when we were popping, you know, apple cider. <laughs> not, not champagne, but, um, you know, to be able to go to Baylor and, and then take that next step into pro ball and then eventually make it to the big leagues. And, and like you said, I was fortunate enough to be on the team that, that did make it to the, to the World Series. I mean, it was just an incredible experience. You know, when we clinched in Cincinnati, I'll never forget that. You know, going to the clubhouse and just coolers full of champagne and beer, and you're just spraying it, and you know, the, the eyes are burning, but it's a good burn. <laughs> well, you wonder what the dog is for. Like, yeah, exactly. Just get to, to, to just two sides to that. One, you know, one side you, you wear the goggles, you protect the eyes, and the other side is, is, is you got to earn the burn. So, <laughs> so uh, it's kind of what side of the fence are you on on that one? Well, good. Well, good, Logan. We're glad. so glad that you are coming back home to join the community. This is where it started for you, like you mentioned. This is at Northwest Corpus Christi. You know, played in the uh, Northwest, uh, you know, baseball. You know, went on to play some, you know, some old belt and some slag ball. And, and just so many memories. This is home for you. So many memories. So many, I mean, the, the, the talent that's down here is incredible, you know. And it doesn't get the recognition that it deserves, but um, just the raw talent. I mean, you got Moody in town. You got Cal Allen out here. Alex has had great baseball programs, Carol. It's it's really, I mean, it's a, it's a baseball town with the hooks here. They've been doing great, and, and now they're all, you know, for the most part, the Astros now, you know, and they're playing the World Series. So I think that it's an incredible baseball town. And, uh, I mean, I'm fortunate to be able to say that this is where I'm from. I'm proud to say this is where I'm from. And, uh, like I said, we don't get to get come back too often, but when we do, it's always special. Well, definitely. Again, thanks for coming out. It was actually at the uh, – the pleasure of uh, going to Logan's wedding up in Dallas. So, he's a young man that I've uh, you know, had some great times, great memories uh, back to again, just the, uh, you know, the different get togethers we had as, uh, you know, the young man coming over for, for team dinners and, and uh, whatever else uh, happened with Guitar Hero up on the team. And this is a great memories. Logan, thank you so much for being part of the show. Congratulations on the family, uh, your son. Uh, uh, what is he now? About he's a little over five months old now. Five months. His first high school football game, first Cal Allen high school football game. Um, he got to go to the state game last year, but he was still inside the belly, so he didn't get to, get to experience much of it. I think he's asleep down there, so somehow he's sleeping through this, this racket. But, um, yeah, he's a little over five months old, and he's great. We, we love having him around, and, and he's incredible. Well, there you go. That's Logan Verrett, uh, major league uh, baseball pitcher, again, for the match and Orioles. Enjoying the off-season. Logan, thank you so much for being part of the show. Say hello to family for me. And say hello to Travis, please. I was just asking you about Travis. Yeah, he's down there snapping some kicks. Yeah, he definitely. He's got to have a huge SD card. Oh, my gosh. Not enough memory in this world. That's Logan. We're going to take a break. You're listening to the MC Logan Fabrication Halftime Show. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX.
Then it's kind of the, uh, the way the evening has been, though, Coach. Well, you said Alec has 11 carries, 62 yards. Is that correct? Alec has 11 for 62. Duff has 12 for 159. Wow. Hey, well, it's been a long time since Alec has been held in check. The last two games we were talking about on the preview show, over 500 yards, I believe, is what he's had in the last two games. So here's the young man. We saw him take a big shot there right before the half ended. It was a little slow to get up, so we're hoping that uh, Alec is okay. We're going to take another break. You're listening to the MC Welding Fabrication Halftime Show. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Well, just, you know how skinny he was now, man. Yeah. Can you imagine if any of these people really know who he was out there? How much publicity? Oh, yeah. They yeah. don't know. But it doesn't, it doesn't look like a kid that can stand on the mound and throw yeah, 90, no. you know, 93, 94 miles an hour. You know, for, Not at all. You know, playing a World Series in front of, you know, 70,000, 80,000 people, and then you're sitting in the press box with your own. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely don't let, you know, when, when he first walked in, I was like, okay, I wasn't really paying attention. That's what I'm yeah. Ten seconds. I think once they announce him, I mean, reckon that I don't realize who he is. Yeah. Three, two, one. All right. Welcome back to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. Coach Brotherton and I were just talking about it during the uh, break here where, you know, you know, Logan is a young man who was pitching the world, you know, was part of the World Series a couple of years ago for the Mets. The Astros, you know, tonight taking on the um, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers in their matchup. But, you know, Here's a young man who stands about, I don't know, six two, six three. All right, I've got to go back. But it doesn't look like he weighs more than a buck eighty, coach. I mean, it doesn't look very, you know, so bad. It doesn't look like a major league baseball pitcher, I guess you'd say. Most pitchers, you know, be very big on the trunk, very big legs. You know, I look for that big trunk on the, what they call the big trunk in the bottom side, back side. But to be able to get that that power off the mound, you know, Logan doesn't fit that build. Here's a young man who can he can he can bring it. It's very. Uh, able to put my pencil with that strike, and uh, it's good to be here, but, you know, you're right. You know, people down there don't realize that, that that's Logan. You know, he's a hometown kid that played in the Major League Baseball. A lot of these young men don't even know it's him. Yeah, no, they, they, they don't. You know, you watch him walk around, and, then, and I'm sure he probably loves that, though. You know, he's not going to have everybody just stepping on his shoes all over the place. And, and uh, But, yeah, his statue, to me, and I'm not a big baseball guru, but he more like the shortstop. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> I was thinking more bad boy. <laughs> you know, no, I'm just teasing Logan and, and, and the Verrett's. No, that was a great family. I want to thank Logan for taking time and helping us out tonight. Uh, we lost Coach Stangles on our halftime show, so uh, Coach Rogers and I are helping us out. Uh, halftime report, Coach. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll sit here by you. I don't know how much I can bring to the table in our halftime report, but let's see what we have on our uh, sub-varsity report. Yeah, we can definitely go over the sub-varsity. I'd yeah, I guess the way the night's going, I also didn't print out the uh, top ten, but I'll use the uh, Fox one tonight to go through the top ten. But we'll, uh, we'll start off going through our sub-varsity report. Start at the uh, seventh grade level on uh, Tuesday. The uh, C team traveled, uh, I guess the whole uh, seventh grade, we traveled over to GP, and uh, C team took the field first. Uh, we looked at those guys, you know, great situation, and then having to shuffle the team around and things like that. And, you know, we're kind of skeptical and we're going out there going, oh, we got just enough to get out there on that course uh, and be able to play. These guys come away big, winning 40-0 to zero over at GP. 
on the uh, B team squad. They come up, and uh, we've we've kind of uh, moved some people around, try to help out our A team squad. Uh, again, with Braves, done to lose some of them that are out there, but they still take a victory, 14 to zero. The uh, the C team is sitting right now with their record seven and zero. B team sitting at eight and zero. And then the A team, we took the field and. Uh, We'll just say we had one of those games where it just was not our game, was not our night, uh, did not play well. We ended up losing 20-8 to eight, uh, with the record sitting at 5-3. and three. Going into the eighth grade, we played here at home against GP. Uh, the B team took the field first. The C team did not have a game on Tuesday night. Uh, they ended up taking a victory 20-6. That moves their record to 8-0. and zero. And the A team uh, took the field afterwards, winning 32-14. to 14. Uh, increasing their record to 6-2. and two. On uh, Wednesday, we had a special game set up for that 8th grade C team. That's uh, why Russ come over here and, and uh, give him a challenge, and Fly Russ actually came away and took the victory uh, for the C team's first loss, uh, losing 8-0, to zero, and their record now goes to 5-1. and one. Going into the uh, freshman games uh, last night, the uh, C team took the field first. Big victory for those guys for winning 42 to zero, and then following them was the A team group winning 40 to eight. So uh, victories there. And finally against uh, the the LSJV team, uh, to look this one up because I just got it off uh, guys right before the game. The uh, JV team did go take the field and uh, another big win, 21 to 12. So 21 to 12. We had a uh, and that, that game was played over in Alice, so that's, that's got to be impressive for the uh, Wildcats to come away with the win. Oh, J.D. Tink, congratulations to our young men. Always good to give them credit, because these are the young men that are going to be on the field here soon. They'll be on the field next year. If not sooner, Coach, uh, a lot of these kids will get moved out for the uh, playoffs. What do they have? Uh, one game left uh, next week against Miller. Do they have a game last week of the season? we got Miller and then uh, I think both got... Oh, I don't, you know, I can't remember what we did last year. It seems like that whoever we ended up matching off, we went ahead and had a game for them anyway. Um, but I can't remember last year if that's what we did. Uh, I would think that that's where it set up. Uh, just to go ahead and give those guys another game, you know. Yeah, there you go. So, again, some of these young men uh, that are on the freshman and JV teams, or they may have an opportunity to get pulled up. Or definitely the uh, JV team gets pulled up uh, for the playoffs. A great experience. Gives them some exposure. To what they're looking forward, how they warm up, the uh, you know being part of the uh, the warm up, and, and just uh, coming out and practicing those extra you know three, four, five weeks. And last week, uh, those younger men got an extra six weeks of practice. Uh, Coach, that's uh, another additional half season. Yeah, it is. You know, so that you know that's great for these young men that uh, they get to get moved up and and but it's work. And that's why you know when we talk about these young men to get to come on the field, uh, you know that was a perfect example. We talked about the Tulsa Midway game, the Carroll game. These young men practice, you know. Week in, week out, and when they get the opportunity to come on the field, they, they want to come out and perform. You know, they they come out and practice, they take the hits, they do the conditioning. So when they're on the field, coach, they want an opportunity to, to shine. Yeah, definitely. You know, in practice with these guys here that are on that JV level, you know, coming out and practicing and the way we kind of run around here is, uh, you know, those guys, individual uh, groups and stuff like that, they're working on their individual positions. Uh, but once we go team. That turns into those guys being the scout team a little bit, so they don't get to work on their offense uh, team-wise and, and defense team-wise on there. So when they take the field, yeah, it's, it's still really fresh to those guys. They haven't had a lot of practice uh, actually running their plays. Uh, they're usually running somebody else's plays. Uh, so we get ready to have the introductions 
of the uh, 2007 class. Not a big group tonight. A lot of them, again, are coaching. Some of them are uh, working. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing to see these young men come back. Again, this is a special class for me because uh, my son uh, graduated in 2000, uh, as part of this 2017, and, and went on and played the, uh, the state championship baseball team in 2008. It's kind of funny how you say that, Coach, 2007-2008 season. But this is a 10-year reunion. Uh, for these young men to come back out, and uh, they will be presented on the field. We're going to take a break. You're listening to the MC World of Fabrication Halftime Show right here on 1360 KKTX. Give us a two-minute break here, if you don't mind, now. Okay. Up oh, drilling now. <laughs> well, if he was trying to be subtle, he not This travels right there is a brother. Ten seconds. Five, four. Three, two, one. All right, welcome back to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. Coming to you from Phil Donahue, Phil Northwest Corpus Christi on a chilly Friday night. Game time temperatures are 65 degrees, uh, and I'm not sure what they're hanging out about now, but it is very windy tonight. It's been a game of miscues, fumbles, uh, penalties. And again, when you have, you hold Alec Brown to 11 carries and 62 yards, uh, it, it's, uh, it's been a night where the Wildcats have just made some mistakes. The timing has been off, and, and you expect to see those type of plays in, in week zero, week one, not uh, not in week nine, game eight in the season, uh, Coach Fredericton. Uh, definitely things have got to get cleaned up. We're only leading by seven. Now. The Coyotes won the toss. They deferred it to the second half. So they're going to take this opening kickoff here. So the Wildcats are going to definitely have to get something going here. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, I don't, uh, with me at homecoming, homecoming dance tomorrow night, I don't know if these guys – you know, that's on their mind or not, but they got to get back to football. Uh, Alex has done a real good job uh, with us. And, you know, Colton's taking over the running right now with him having 159 yards. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we can get it rebalanced out and get Alec in there, get him to break one good. Hopefully uh, nothing with that big hit that he had. Hopefully everything's okay. As the Wildcat team makes their way onto the field, they uh, come over to the sideline. And Coach, interesting, they're just going to run over to the sideline. Normally, you know, on a cold night like this, you want to – 
know, run it over to the goal line and, and make sure you stretch out and warm up well. But I know they're warmed up in the end zone to our left-hand side. But uh, the Wildcats will be coming up and will be kicking off to start off this uh, third quarter. Uh, Alice Coyotes will receive the ball here in the third quarter. We'll be back with the opening kickoff of this uh, third quarter. The Calumet Wildcats taking on the Alice Coyotes. Wildcats up 7-0. We'll be back with more of the MC Logan Fabrication Halftime Show right here on 1360 KKTX. One minute. Yeah, just one minute, just one minute. Hey, what's the score on the Astros game? Uh, last I saw was quarter of one. Okay, thanks. Trying to keep up with it. It's hard to see if I can peek down here a little bit. I'll give you an update. We're going to check in with our rabble and signing scoreboard here shortly with the two. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, the uh, Rabbleys High News Scoreboard has the Wildcats leading 7-0 over the Alice Coyotes. We're going to check in with our producer, Lyle Score. Lyle, what are some of the scores from around the area? Mathis is beating Jordanton 14 to nothing. Falfurius is beating up on Bishop 7 to nothing. GP Wildcats is leading Toluso Midway 24-20. And Rockport Fulton is winning over Beeville 23 to 14. You know, I'll keep it on things. Wow, that's an interesting score there on the uh, Gregory Portland Telosa Midway game, Coach Fulton 24 to 20. But Telosa Midway hanging in there. Opening kickoff of this uh, third quarter high in over end kick. This one's going to roll into the end zone, and the Alice Coyotes will take over first down and 10 on the uh, 20 25 yard line, I believe, Coach. Uh, that was a great kick there by Grant. Got it to the head, over the head of Chopper, rolled to the back of the end zone. Yeah, he, uh, he, he put his leg into that one. Of course, he's got that win, so that uh, definitely helped out right there. Updated score on the uh, Houston Astros game. Uh, Coach, I'm sorry, Lyle Spore was asking us. Lyle, it's 4-1 uh, in the top of the fourth inning. The Astros over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Game three of the World Series. All tied up at one apiece, but the Astros have three home games. And secondly, at Minute Maid Park. Opening play of the uh, third quarter. Handoff, Justice Escobar makes a tackle. Minimal gain of about two yards on the play. Short gain for the uh, Coyotes. Started this drive at the 25-yard line after the uh, touchback. Again, uh, Coach Davis was called to the sideline, and we have not seen him return or his replacement. I see all of them down there on the sideline still. <laughs> Both replacements I tried to get. Still down there. Adamino dumps it off in the far flat. This one will be complete. Pushed out of bounds is the wide receiver, number 13, Orlando Espinosa. Short gain on the play. Maybe up to the 30-yard line. It's going to bring up a third down and five. So this is a key defensive play for, uh, for the Wildcats. If they can stop the Coyotes here, they should get some decent field position. Wind blowing uh, pretty strong from left to right across the radio dial. I'm sitting here at third and six to see what they dial up. Uh, much as they've been passing, I would like to probably see them do that again. 
Four wide receivers for the Coyotes. Three wide receivers to the near side. Hadamio dropping back. Has pressure. Steps up in the pocket. Trying to get away from a would-be tackler. And Hadamio will have the first down. Gets away from two would-be tacklers. Over the 40-yard line. Picks up the first down for the Coyotes. Had him in the, uh, in the pocket, Coach. Just couldn't hold on to him. Just couldn't wrap up their arms around him. And Hadamio just kind of slips away from a would-be tackler. And picks up the first down for the Coyotes. Shotgun formation for the Coyotes. Hot meal. On the handoff. Ball comes loose. And did the Wildcats recover? They say they have it. Trying to come up from the bottom of the pile. And they do. They get a gift. Well, that's the first turnover of the night for the Coyotes, is it not? That is. A gift at the 43-yard line. So Colton Duff and the Wildcats will take over with 10:35. We'll have to go here in the uh, third quarter. Great field position. See if we can take advantage of it right here. Looks like we might. Hey, Alec is back in. Shotgun formation, four wide receivers. Back to uh, Alec Brown. Colton Duff on the keeper. Duff going right up the middle, lunging forward. He's going to get to the 35-yard line. So a nice gain of seven yards in the play for Colton Duff. England number eight brings the up play from the sideline. <clears throat> Ten minutes, seven seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Shotgun formation. Garza motions across the line of scrimmage. They hand it off to Garza. Garza on the left side. Garza has and takes the ball in a couple of weeks, but he does what he does well. Picks up the first down and more. Garza. This man doesn't put the ball very often, Coach, but when he does, he uh, finds some positive yardage. He shows the Jets right there. I tell you what, he found a new gear and got after it. He was wanting to get to that end zone. Inside the 20, inside the red zone, we'll call it the 16-yard line. Ball resting on the far hash mark. Wildcats driving left to right. They got great field position after the fumble by the Coyotes. They lead 7-0. Trying to open up this lead. Shotgun formation. Hand off to Brown. Brown hit in the backfield. He's going to lose what seems to be, Coach, about uh, seven yards in the play. And uh, you can just tell this kind of defense is, is really just keen on Brown. They are keen on him. Everybody else is uh, they're not doing such a bad job. So we might have to just uh, kind of – may not be a big night for him tonight, but let everybody else take the run and make sure we get the victory here. I own defense was in the backfield just as Alec was taking the handoff. Two men were there to bring him down. Second down and 17. Four wide receivers. Trips to the near side. Make it to uh, Brown. Dobb trying to get around the outside. And uh, Dobb pushed out of bounds with another loss on the play, Coach. <laughs> About 11 Four yards, it seems to be. It's going to be a third down, 21. Going the wrong direction. We've still not seen a pass attempt from this offense tonight, have we? We we have not. And, you know, we've got that wind in our back right now. And and, uh, I would, it's probably opportune time right here. Third down play coming up with the Wildcats. We've missed two field goals tonight. 
Eight minutes remaining here in this third quarter. People around the area, if they listen to the score, they're going to be a little surprised. Dop. There you go. Out there. He's got the 20. 15 10. Has to get to that uh, down marker. Trying to get to the end zone. They're going to really step out of bounds at the uh, four yard line, but he does have enough for the first down. Third down and 21. And Colton Duff picks up the first down for the Cowboy Wildcats. All effort there by Colton Duff. He got 24 on that one, like you said, just enough. Looked like there might have been a face mask they were trying to tackle in there. Hand came across the helmet, I guess, is up high enough. Or he didn't grab anything. It looked like he might have tried to get in there. I guess barely went out of bounds because he was reaching that ball across the pylon trying to show a score. First down and goal for the Wildcats. Opened up under center. Hands off to Alec Brown. Alec Brown into the end zone. Untouched. Four-yard touchdown run. Alec Brown, Wildcats. On the board, 13 to 0 with a point after coming up. Four yard touchdown run by number 40, Alec Brown. Point after coming up, number 22, Grant Gonzalez. Right there for the snap. Rivers Roy, number 14. Bila is your snapper. Snap on the way, Gonzalez, left-footed kicker, gets it through the upright, seven minutes, 37 seconds remaining here in the third quarter, Wildcats, 14-0, over the Alice Kyle Swedak, with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Springer. Got to run on first, bottom of the fourth. No out. Springer up to the plate. Five, four, three, two, one. Frank Gonzalez tees it up at the 40 yard line. Back deep to receive for the Alice Coyotes. Number, number eight, Chapa, and number 13 is Espinosa. This one's going to roll out of bounds. It's going to depend on the Coyotes. Do they want them to re-kick it or they take it at the uh, 25? There's a call from the official. Referee. They're going to ask him to re-kick, so they'll back him up to five yards. Now we'll kick from the uh, 35. Gonzalez, left-footed kicker. Papa, Espinosa, and I will move up over the 10-yard line to about the 12. Special teams will line up and we'll do it again. Wildcats 
Get a four-yard touchdown run by number 40, Alec Brown. They extend their lead 14-0 over the Coyotes. High end over end kick. Espin also takes it at the 10. Go right to his right side, trying to get to the sideline of the Coyotes, trying to get that wall set up, trying to leap a would-be tackler, but he's going to be brought down at about the 19-yard line. And the Coyotes will start this drive, first down and 10. Let's see where they spot it, but it's going to be inside the 20-yard line. 7.29 remaining here in this third quarter. Coyotes driving right to left. They will start it. They're going to call it the 19-yard line. That's where the quarterback, Cotterville, will take over for the Coyotes. Hand off to the uh, running back. 24 on the carry. That's uh, Matt Olivari. Body brings it out over the 20-yard line, about a two-yard gain on the play. We'll call it second down and eight. Alcats trying to prove to 8-0. Coyotes trying to improve to 6-2. Quarterback Jadamillo with the run over to the left side. Not much room there for Jadamillo. About a one-yard gain on the play. It'll be a third down and seven. The wind's really blowing, Coach. Uh, see them flags behind the scoreboard. They're just really whipping. Get that and that uh, cold weather. I know one of the coaches was saying uh, probably early morning, but wind chills are supposed to be in the 30s. 44 the low tonight, I believe. That's correct. It was 75 degrees this morning. It's kind of crazy. That's South Texas weather for you. Six minutes, 20 seconds. Remaining in the third quarter. Shotgun formation. Out of the Rolling back. Taking the shot downfield. Looking for number seven. Davis lost his footing, and uh, wide receiver number seven, that's uh, Devin Orta, that looks behind the secondary, but uh, incomplete pass. It's going to bring up a punting situation for the Alice Coyotes. Look for the uh, punter number six, Sean Chopper, to come in and punt for the uh, Coyotes. Here he is. Hawkins will stand at his 45. Last time's Hawkins. Had to return. He took it down the left sideline. There was a block in the back that kept him from uh, getting that punt return for a touchdown. It looked like we had a little movement there. It is a false start against the Coyotes. It'll back him up five yards. Bring up the fourth down and 11. Reset. Garza is going to check in. I'm not sure. Uh, substitutions. Garza will come back off. Height will check in. I did believe that was their first penalty of the night. They had their first penalty, their first turnover. Not going for the. Uh, not going well for the Coyotes here in the third quarter. Punt on the way. This is going to be taken by Hawks. Fair catch. And he'll take it at the uh, 50 yard line. We're going to take a quick timeout, 30-second break, six minutes, one second remaining here in the third quarter. You're listening to Cal Wildcat Football on 1360 KKTX. 30 seconds, Rob, 30 seconds. Roger that.
If they start playing, I'll, I'm going to start announcing. Just uh, don't worry about it. Okay. I was quick. Coming in in five, four, three, two, one. On the first down play, Alec Brown brings it over to the right side. And, again, the Coyotes just really keen in on Alec Brown. No gain on the play. Going to bring up a second down and 10. Ball resting just over midfield. Wildcats driving left to right. They lead 14-0 over the Coyotes. With the short field, if you'd like to see them get some points on the board here against this Coyote, uh, Coyote defense. Yeah, especially right now in this third quarter because we've got the wind at our back, so we need to – Trying to get at least one more in before we change ends. And off again, number three, Joel Garza. Garza lunging forward. Garza's going to pick up about nine yards in the play. Going to bring up a third down and one. Garza's only had two carries, but young man's probably got about 25 yards on those two carries. Approaching the five-minute mark, Reed will check in. Fielder will check out. Duff. Takes the play from Coach Stanhope, goes back into the huddle. And looking at a uh, third down and one for the uh, Wildcats. Bars in motions across the line of scrimmage. Hand off to Brown. Brown over to the right side, breaking tackles. Brown inside the 35 to about the 34-yard line, and he'll have enough for the first down. We'll move the chains. Clock will stop. Once they set, the clock will start again. That was a little bit better look there from uh, Brown. Uh, something that we're more used to seeing is we haven't seen that tonight. Two tight ends set for the Wildcats. They overload the right side of the line. Hawkins takes a hand up on the left side. Hawkins has a blocker in front of him. Hawkins steps on a dime. Stiff arm, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. Nice run by number one, Zach Hawkins. Helmet comes off, so uh, he'll have to come out for one play. Fourteen-yard carry by number one, Zach Hawkins. Actually, they're going to give him the 22-yard line, so a 12-yard game. First down either way, we'll take it. Take it. They'll move the chains. The clock continues to run. And now a timeout will be taken. Who takes it? It'll be the Wildcats. Three minutes, 34 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Gallow on 14, Alice 0. We'll be back with more Wildcats football on 1360 KKTX. Oh, Rich. Wind blowing them away there. Y'all right up there, buddy? No? Goodness. Okay, well, I'm going to start talking. Keep playing and finish out the commercial. Okay. Colton Goff lines up under center. 
Hand off over to the right side. Trying to break a tackle. Ball came loose. Uh, I believe it was that Hawkins, number one, on the carry. It was Hawkins. So they called the timeout so Hawkins could remain in the game. I think that was Joel Garza because he came up at the very, very bottom there. But they still said we retained the ball. Up to the uh, what is that, 22-yard line is where we'll be facing a second down and 10. I'll catch up to the line of scrimmage. Hawkins split wide to the top. I believe that's the of the wide out to the near side. Shotgun formation, low snap. Doff looking down, Bill looking for his wide out. Looking for Garza. In the end zone, this one's going to drop incomplete. Two minutes, 53 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Wildcats with a 14-0 lead. Looking to add some more points. Again, we've already had two missed field goals. Now looking at a third down and ten. So I would say this is two-down territory here for the Wildcats. But definitely so. I think if we were to even try to attempt, we need at least about five, six more yards before we make an attempt on a field goal. That happens to be the case. Lanham, split line up top. Trips to the near side. Eight to Alec, now rolling to the uh, left, is Duff. Duff trying to get around that outside corner, just can't get around the edge. And the Coyotes come up with a big stop. It's going to bring up a third down and eight. Two-yard two game maybe for Colton Duff. Not much room there. This Coyote defense has really made some nice adjustments here in the third quarter. It looked like as he was rolling out, he had Jackson going towards corner of end zone, but they had him covered very well. So it looks like he had to go ahead and tuck that thing and try to get what he could. A big fourth down play for the Wildcats. Coyotes trying to come up with a big stop. Wildcats trying to keep this drive going. Yard the game. We'll call it the 12 yard line. Shotgun formation. Blitz coming. Colton Dobb with the tough pitch. Over the left side is Alec Brown loses footing. He does. It looked like he tripped on something out there. He's going to be short of the first down to the 15. It looked like, they were, looked like he was going to have the first down. And somehow just lost his footing and kind of stumbles out of bounds at the 15-yard line. And the Coyote defense comes up with a big stop and will take over first down and 10 from the 15-yard line. Two minutes and three seconds. Just a wacky play there. Again, looked like uh, on the option play, like Alec was going to have enough room. It looked like he had the edge and uh, was going to be able to pick it up, but... Uh... I think that two on the 20-yard line right there tripped him up and uh, loose thread on the carpet. Well, they're trying to get the bond pass to replace the turf, so maybe that's one of the reasons there, Coach. Yeah, you know, has some moves like that. It's time to put the new turf in. First down play for the Coyotes. Not much room on the right side. Maybe two-yard gain. It'll be second down and eight. Ademiel remains the quarterback for the Coyotes. His running back is number 17, Alex Gonzalez, stands to the left. Done with this hurry-up offense all night. They have yet to huddle up. They look over at the sideline. They take the signal. You know, they got that play clock all the way down to six seconds right now, though. Nope, we're going to get this play off. It's down to two, one. Nope, should be a delay of game. But no flag no came out. The official was reaching for his flag and looking at the uh, clock over to the left. Coach. It looked like that would have been a delay of game. 
Yeah, I thought they should have thrown it for that. You see, deciding not to reach back there. It's almost looking like with the time frames that they're doing with the timeouts and changing possessions, that uh, they're a little cold out there. Yeah, maybe wanting to head home. We'll bring up a third down, and uh, we'll call it five yards to go for the Coyotes. The yard to gain is the uh, 25. They'll go with the uh, shotgun formation. Adamil rolls to his left, looking downfield. Has a man open at the 30-yard line. Number three on the reception is R.J. Galvan, and Galvan will have enough of the first down with 32 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. I thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night, wherever you're at, at home, at work, in your car. Thanks for being with us on a Friday night. All the guys out on Refinery Road, Valero, Glen Hills. Looks like they're going to let this uh, take the clock down to the end of the quarter. They will. That's going to... Take us to the end of the third quarter. We played 36 minutes from Field down to Hillfield. We'll be back with more Wildcats football. The Wildcats leading 14 to 0 over the Coyotes. We'll be back on Time, we got it. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Welcome back. As the Coyotes now with the wind at their back, first play, they're going to take a shot downfield and it hits a wide receiver in his hands, but it drops incomplete. Davis again on the coverage. First play of the fourth quarter, guys. Coach Bellington, and they came out swinging. They're trying to go for it all. That's why they wanted to let that clock wind down so they can have that win to try to go for one there. So make up a second down and ten. Eleven minutes fifty three seconds after the incomplete pass. Hyos with the F four wide receivers. They've done it all night. Adamino rolling to his right, trying to set up that backside screen. And right there is going to be number seventy just as that oh that's thirty five. Riggs Barrett on the tackle, and the ball came loose. But the Coyotes are able to maintain possession. But what a great play by the sophomore linebacker, number 35, Riggs Barrett. I'll tell you what, I I didn't know if he had uh, regained it. I didn't know if he had the ball in possession long enough there, too. It's going to be a third down and 10 play for the Coyotes. (laughs) Fresh out of cough drops. Bear with me, folks. That time of year, 
Ademio takes a snap, rolls to his right. Now steps up in the pocket, Justice Escobar. Denise Lomedi, along with number 44, Brian Waters, in on the sack. Loss of uh, about 11 yards in the play for Ademio. He's going to make it, take it back to the 20-yard line. It's going to bring up a, uh, oh, my goodness, thank you so much. To bring up a fourth down play for the Wildcats. Cough drops all over the counter. That's what you can tell. <laughs> you can tell the first goal point of the season is blown in, huh? Hawkins will stand at his 35-yard line. Hunter, Chapa from the uh, 10-yard line. Oh, there's that booty there kick you were talking about. Hawkins has the bounce. Takes a huge bounce to the 15-yard line. Hawkins, if he can get around the left side, he has some room. Trying to get the wall set up. Hawkins around the side. Has a 20. 25-30. Push that bounds at the 32. What a great return, though. Maybe that booming leg you talked about from Chopper Coach. I said he was putting him 60 yards in pregame. And 66 right there. Wow. In the air. Hawkins did a nice job of getting around the outside. Brings it out to, to looks to be about the 32-yard the line. We'll see where they spot it. Ten minutes and seven seconds remaining here in the fourth quarter. Wildcats with a 14-0 lead on our Rappalades IME scoreboard. <coughs> Wildcats will drive from right to left, all in the uh, near hash mark. We'll call it the uh, 32-yard line. And off to Garza. Garza going upfield. Garza over the 35 to about the 36-yard line. Wildcats next week. What do we go to Buck Stadium, Coach? Is that right, Buck Stadium? Buck Stadium. Buck Stadium, the Miller Buccaneers. Hard to believe that that was season coming to an end, Coach, the regular season. Like we were just getting started with Mercedes, and here we are. Week uh, week nine of the season, game eight. Colton Duff, quarterback keeper, lunging upfield. Again, the Coyotes have made some great adjustments. Minimal gain on the play, maybe two yards. It's going to bring up a third down and five for the Wildcats. Yeah, they've played us well tonight. You know what saved us is those couple of big plays that we've had. We've been able to break them open. Otherwise, uh, you know, we're in a real tight situation here. Coyotes always play us tough. They do. They do. They're, you know, they always bring the game. This is their biggest game of the season. They know uh, this is kind of their measuring stick for the year. Come in. They played well tonight, for sure. They played a clean football game. Only one penalty tonight. They've had the one turnover. Duff, quarterback keeper. Again, no room at all for Colton Duff on the left side. Number 24 coming in, making a tackle for the Alice Coyotes. That's the uh, defensive end, Matt Olivari. And the uh, officials timeout on the field. They have a player down on the field. As we uh, take a timeout with them, eight minutes, 33 seconds remaining in this game. Colin leading 14-0. to We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. <coughs> Lost the feed, Mitch. Lost the feed. Oh, there it is. Rose up. There you go. There you go. I think he's messing with us. Yes, he is. (laughs) 
You got nothing better to do, Rich, than mess with us. You really don't feel good. You're having a good time up there eating popcorn, drinking coffee. <laughs> it may not be after this evening. Uh oh. There he is. I'm getting him up. Oh. It kind of looks like he's in the days a little bit. Left knee, looks like. Ten seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back after the uh, official's timeout for an injury and helping the young man off the field. Hope he's okay. Wildcats will be facing a fourth down and a punt formation. And again, this is something that Colton Dove doesn't do very often. He's going to be asked to punt. Last time he got a nine-yard punt, Coach. Let's see if he can uh, double that. Yeah, they've got nobody back there again, so just get it down the field. Keep it low. Again, another high punt, Coach. We're just going to have to work on a punt. Somebody's got to be able to come in and punt. Literally, I, well, I was hoping he would double it, and I think he cut it in half. Yeah. I think that was about a five-yard punt. He got seven. Seven? Seven. Wow. Not what you need. With nobody back, all you got to do is keep it low, yeah. let it roll over, and just then it'll just roll forever. We've got the punters to do it, but, uh, you know, we try to set them off like we're going to, you know, that rugby kick, but they've got nobody back there. Let's just go ahead and back up and kick it and get it out there. Alice will take over with great crew position, 41-yard line after the seven-yard punt. Pass will be incomplete on the far sideline. That one completed the number seven, Devin Orta. Colton Duff has two punts tonight for 16 yards, so eight-yard average. Yeah. Oh, very well. And here we are. We're letting them get back into this game. Shotgun formation, Jalamillo dropping back. Looking for his wide out. This is going to be intercepted. Number 21, is that Doug Davis? I'm sorry, that's Davis going up the sideline. Finally pushed out of bounds by Jalamillo. Davis played that beautifully on the far sideline, coming up with the interception and really helping out this Wildcat team, which had been put in a hole by the uh, offense. They'll give it back to him at about the 47-yard line. Great play by Davis, number 23. Yeah, he was able to jump right in front of that uh, receiver that they had there, uh, tight up the sideline there and get uh, some pretty good yardage on the return there, uh, bringing it out to the uh, 48-yard line. 30-yard return. Wildcats just have to get something going here. They just have to keep it away from Alec and go on something different here. Oh, sweet. Alec Brown on the left side. Brown has a blocker in front of him. Cross midfield, hit, spins around inside the 45 to about the 44-yard line. Clock rolling, seven minutes, 37 seconds remaining here. All resting just over the 45-yard line. Holden Duff under center. Hawkins in the backfield along with Brown. Cars the motions across the line of scrimmage. Hand off to Brown. Brown will take it to the uh, 
the 44-yard line, it's going to bring up a third down and two. And again, you have to give credit to this Alex Coyote defense. They've uh, really done a good job of containing Alec Brown tonight, but uh, no other team has been able to do this year. The Coyotes have done tonight. You know, and we got Alec walking off the um, line right now, too. You talk about containing him. This guy's got 12, over 1,200 yards rushing for the year and uh, over 650 for the uh, district. Again, Brown coming to the sideline. Boom. Hit in the backfield and a penalty coming in late on the referee. And this might be a holding against the Wildcats. Trying to see who came in as a running back. The boy was he greeted in a hurry. He had uh, Jack Hawkins back there. Such a Shannon Price much this year. Is he uh, still in the varsity squad? We, we have not seen him, and I'm not sure where he's been around. Well, Shannon last year came up as a sophomore. Where's number five on his back? But, you know, it's something you know, we haven't seen him, and obviously a very shifty, quick little running back, but I don't even see him on the sideline, though, so I don't know if he, is he on the JV, maybe? He, uh, no, honestly, I don't, I don't know if he has or not. Uh, raids, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe. I, I haven't seen him in a while. But Janaher goes out, and uh, he's not happy with his offense. I mean, he, when he walks out to greet you at the end line, you, you know that uh, he's not a happy camper. We're going to keep it right here on the timeout. Uh, we're going to check in one more time with Lyle's four on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. We have 14-0 here, Lyle. What do we have around the area? Well, Goliad's taking care of George West, 34 to nothing. Summerfest beating down on Robstown, 35 to six. Uh, London and Benketti is in a tight match, 25 to 20. London and Ingleside and Aramis Pass is tied at 14. Hey, hey, Lyle, could you give us uh, an update on the GP Colosso Midway game? How are they looking? It was uh, 35 to 26 at halftime. Wow. Oh, there you go. That's a great matchup there. Thank you, Lyle. That's Lyle for our producer, helping us out on the Rebelays, INE scoreboard 623 after the uh, timeout. Wildcats will be uh, looking at a first down and 10 from the uh, 30-yard line. A sweep over the uh, left side. That's number one, Zach Hawkins. Hawkins breaking tackle, and he's going to get inside the 25 to look to be about the 23-yard line. We definitely don't have that big back back there, but we got the speed. You give him a little crease, he gets some yardage for you, so he pick up a quick six yards right there for you. Looks like A.J. tried to go back out there, maybe in the tailback position or something, but he's immediately right back over here on the sideline. Five minutes, 50 seconds remaining in this game. Second down and four for the Wildcats, driving right to left. And off again to Hawkins. Hawkins breaks the tackle. Hawkins goes. Going to take it into the end zone. Hawkins, 23-yard touchdown on the board. And he leads through traffic. Uh, he, he had six inches. He was able to squeeze through that. Uh, cut right back and forth all over the place, zigzagging. And then broke it up with his feet. Uh, big score for him there. That's what we needed. Point after coming up, Rivers Roy. Waits for the snap. Dylan Fila is your deep snapper. Number 22, Grant Gonzalez. Left-footed kicker waits for the snap. 
We had some movement, and there's the flag. But with uh, now kicking into the wind, makes the extra point that much tougher for number 22. I don't know where to talk to Atlas right now. Nobody's moving. Watching it on the monitor, it looked like our right guard kind of shifted there. It was, there it goes. And Now the extra point will be backed up an additional five yards. We'll do it again. Bilo, long snapper. Reverend Roy, number 14, is your holder. Extra point now will be backed up to what's at the eight-yard line. Five minutes, 37 seconds. Wildcats with a 20-point lead, point after, on the way, this one, upright, and it's straight enough, Wildcats 21, Alice Coyotes 0. We'll be back with more Wildcats football on 1360 KKTX. Bottom of the fifth, 5-1 to Astros. Runner, runner at second base and uh, two outs. All right, let's go. Let's go, Astros. Yeah. I was uh, looking at uh, tickets for the game last series against the Yankees. Standing room only was eighty-six dollars. Wow. Wow. This week, standing room only, the cheapest I could find, six hundred and eighty-eight dollars. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, can't, I can't afford that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So then a friend, one of my co one of my coworkers. I was looking at buying two tickets on the lower level for $1,500 apiece wow. with fees and service charges, everything. Uh, $4,000. Oh, go. Four, three. We used to say they didn't go. One. Yeah. Welcome back. Grant Gonzalez will tee it up at the 40 yard line. Wildcats with a 21 to 0 lead. After the 23-yard touchdown run by number one, Zach Hawkins, was able to weave his way through traffic. Nine to end zone for the Wildcats. High end over end kick. This one mocked by the Coyotes special teams, and he's going to be hit immediately at the 10-yard line. And the Coyotes will move pin deep on the tackles, number 43. Your return man, Nick Elizondo, doing a great job on special teams. And the Coyotes will take over at about the 15-yard line with 531 left to go in this game. Yeah, there's help and Grant down there uh, before the game, kicking off and stuff like that. And the way we're set up, we have to practice into the wind. Uh, and, you know, that's one of the things that I told him. you got one going into there. Just get that sucker up in the air and let us run underneath it. And as soon as he, he had trouble catching that ball, and we were right on top of him. Shotgun formation for Hadamil. Handoff to number 25. Guess who's there? Number 35, Riggs Bear. That young man is growing up in front of our eyes. Last week, was a leading tackler with 10 tackles. Tonight, he's had some great plays from that linebacker spot. All five yards on the plate. Going to bring up a second down and 15 for the Coyotes. Ademiel stands at his five-yard line. Shotgun formation. Rolls to his right. Looking downfield. Pressure from Escobar. This one's going to be complete at the 21-yard line. That's number three, R.J. Galvan, on the reception. 
Four minutes, 41 seconds. Highway faithful, hanging out with us across the field. They have their jackets and blankets. Homecoming 2017. You know that Philip Lively, number 21, was your homecoming team. I apologize I didn't get uh, the young lady, but we do have a queen. Missing? Yeah. Alamil, worth the pass, trying to hit number 11. On the far flat, A.J. Moreno, the intended receiver. That will be dropped incomplete. We'll bring up a uh, second down play for the, uh, I'm sorry, that's a fourth down play for the Coyotes. Fourth down and four. Well, we might as well put it way back there. If this guy gets his foot into it again, we're looking at another 60-yarder, easy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hawkins will stand. Inside his 25-yard line. Shop, I believe, what did you say, 66 yards? 66, the other one, what is it? Timeout on the field. And it is going to be the Alice Coyotes taking the timeout. Four minutes and 11 seconds remaining in the game. Wildcats 21, Alice Coyotes 0. We'll be back with more Wildcats football on 1360 KKTX. Yeah, there's no way I could afford those kind of tickets. Oh, no. I said I, I couldn't either. That's why, that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's why I'm watching it on my phone. Hey, like, it's better. It's a better environment anyways, right? Oh, man. I tell you what, though, that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience to go. Anyway, I've been an Astros fan all my life, so, but yeah, there's no way you can. You know, again, over 600 almost $700 for standing room only. That, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. But I, we're going to start talking. Just get in plenty of commercial spot. Okay. They were going upfield before the snap. We're still good. They had a penalty on the play, so we're still good. How much time? Five, four, three, two, one. After the timeout, the Coyotes look like they're going to try to run a, a fake punt there, Coach, but uh, like the uh, – Motion man was heading up there before the ball was snapped, so they get the penalty. Backs him up five yards. Now Chapa will stand at his five-yard line. Low snap, 41. Tries to throw to his uh, receiver, number 16, but that was just a low snap. That was not intended to be a fake punt. Number 41 for the Wildcats was in there quick. Matt Costler, and all Chapa could do was try to chunk it forward, and it drops incomplete, and Cal Allen with a great field position. For four minutes and four seconds, you know, coaches, if they get into this end zone, it's going to be 28 to zero. But that's not going to be indicative of how this game was tonight. No, that's seven zero at halftime. Yeah, that's not, that is not going to be the case, obviously, especially tomorrow within that film room. Uh, it's not going to sound like it either. <laughs> you can see that earlier. We talked about Coach Stanton, who was not happy. Well, he he went out to the uh, the yard, you know, the uh, end line there. It's about ten yards off the. Uh, the sideline, boy, he went met with his offense, and, and uh, he was just not happy with the performance tonight. Handoff, Hawkins, stops on the dime. Hawkins again. Weavy, spinning forward. Hawkins still driving forward. He's going to get inside the five. That young man doesn't need a lot of space. He gives him some running room, and he's going to 
He's going to make some moves inside the five-yard line to about the three. Change of pace. You know, you got the big running back that's usually back there and, uh, uh, you know, waiting for things to set up. Hawkins, on the other hand, he, he just looks for that two-inch little space and squeezes it through and then just starts jetting back and forth with the speed that he has and he gets down all the way to the two-yard line. Bringing the big running back, now number 43 has checked in for the Wildcats. That's Nick Elizondo, five yards behind Colton Duff. Double getting the snap from uh, the center, and no chance for Espinosa on that play. I don't know if you're kind of watching him here on the monitor, Coach, and quite good Duff. They had pulled away from the center too early. Kind of in, just missed up the timing of that play. Yeah, he, he had a tough time getting it. In the snap, so then the exchange from him to the running back was off. Second down and goal. Sideline warning. Not sure who they're warning. Is that the Coyotes? I don't know, because we're all down here near the end zone. <laughs> hey, you can't be beyond the 25 yard line. <laughs> not running into anybody. You know, I have nothing like that going on, so. Interesting call. Lock will roll. Two minutes, 58 seconds. Two tight ends set. Lannon, along with number 87, Reed Wilson, in the game for the Wildcats. Rivers Roy has taken over at quarterback. Interesting move here. I wonder if Duff is okay. Rivers Roy in at quarterback. Toss sweep. Espinosa, he is met in the backfield. Number 15, Esteban Garcia is able to get through the line of scrimmage and Matt Espinosa in the big backfield. He was on a blitz from the outside and he came all the way, read that play, and immediately when he caught the ball from the pitch, he was on top of him. So now you're looking at a third down and goal from the nine yard line. Rivers Roy in at quarterback. Let's make some changes in the backfield. Espin also, along with number 30. 30 takes the handoff, lunging forward. He's going to get to about the seven-yard line. It's Christian Vasquez on the carry. I guess Danaher just pulled the starters out, Coach. Just trying to keep this game and let that clock roll out. Don't want anybody getting hurt. Yeah, that's exactly the case. You saw A.J. kind of limping off a little bit. Just make sure nobody else on the team gets hurt. And we can kind of get into that district play after Miller next week. Try to stay healthy. Lock one twenty-seven. The Wildcats will improve to eight and zero. Alice Coyotes will drop to five and three. I'd like to remind everybody, we have our Rabelais IME Post Game Show coming up. Wildcats looked like they were going to go for it, but instead they take a timeout. As they take a timeout, we'll take a quick break as well. One minute, nine seconds remaining in this game. Wildcats 21, Coyotes 0. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. 30 seconds, Lyle, 30 seconds. Roger that. Rodgers have runners on second and third, no outs, top of the six. Five, four, three, two, one, 
All right, welcome back after the timeout. Wildcats, it uh, seemed like they were going to go for it, I believe, because they need to just take a knee and let this Alice Coyote offense take over, you know, inside the 10-yard line. Uh, even with the uh, false start and the encroachment by the uh, by the Coyotes, it's not enough to get you, uh, you know, you begin to about the three-yard line. Rivers Roy, number 14, under center. Motion across the line of scrimmage is Garza. And they will run the ball. Number 30 takes the handoff and immediately met in the backfield. Number 10 and 45 in on the tackle for the uh, Alice Coyotes as Alice will take over with one minute and four seconds remaining here in this game. They will take over, which looks to be about the 15, 14-yard line. They trail 21-0 to zero to these Wildcats. I'd like to see another shot, I guess, just because I'm the kicker, but give the kicker another shot at it. We're up close there. We put three more points on the board and get a little bit of practice. I know you're going into a stiff win there, but, uh, you know, give the guy a shot. Hadamio is still in the game. I believe that is Hadamio. First down and 10 for the Tides. Hadamio takes the snap. Met in the backfield by number 52 for the uh, Wildcat defense. Jacob Cavasso is in on the tackle with a nose guard. Wildcats have traveled to Buck Stadium next week to take on the middle Buccaneers. Pressure on Jaramillo. Uh, Davis almost came up with the second interception of the night. Pass will drop incomplete with 38 seconds remaining here in this game. Homecoming 2017. Always a difficult week for the uh, coaching staff, the players. Just a distraction, getting their uh, moms, getting ready for their dates, homecoming dance tomorrow night. It's one of those games, it's just always a distraction for these young men. Hot meal. Going downfield, this one almost picked off by number seven, Garrett Height. And now a fourth down play coming up for the Coyotes. This is kind of where you just wish they'd ran the ball and ran the fuck out. You know? Yeah, they ran uh, three plays, only one running play. They uh, started the drive with a minute and four seconds, thirty-two seconds remaining on the clock. So only uh, again thirty-two seconds coming off that clock here on this drive. Nobody back deep for the Wildcats. A couple of bad snaps by the uh, Coyotes. Snapper, but this time it's a good one. This one will bounce at 39, and that's what you want, Coach. Just let that ball roll, nobody back, and you just took them from the uh, inside the five yard line, and the punt after the roll will go all the way to the 20 yard line. Talk about changing field position. That's what you want to do with your punter, Coach. Nobody goes back. Just punt that ball, let it roll. 64 yards again. Ooh. 19 seconds remaining in this game. Wildcats should just take an E. Coaching staff talking it over with the uh, players on the sideline. Rivers Roy has taken over at quarterback. Colton Duff is done for the night. We saw Alec Brown come off the field earlier. Like that white thigh, maybe. I won't speculate, but hopefully that young man's going to be okay. 
Need him healthy for the playoffs. Rivers Roy takes a knee. Victory formation, always the best play in the playbook. And that's going to take us to the end of the game. 12 seconds remaining. The Wildcats will come away with the victory. They will improve to 8-0. The Alice Coyotes will drop to 5-3. and three. The final from Phil Danahill Field, Northwest Corpus Christi, the Carolina Wildcats, 21, Alice Coyotes, 0. We'll be back for the Rabelais Pioneer Postgame Show right here on 1360 KKTX. Two minutes, two minutes, please. All right. Ah, come on. Roger that. Dang it. I get a notification before the game. It says, you know, it showed me a Dodger score on a wild pitch. My colors lose the game, and this guy comes in and throws a wild pitch and lets a run come in. Chris Rich is ready to go. He must be cold to play. disconnected quickly. The coach Davis could have helped me more up here than what he did down there on the sideline. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back to the Rabelais INE postgame show coming to you from Fair Dan Hurfield, Northwest Corpus Christi. The Carolina Wildcats come away with a 21 to 0 victory over the Alice Coyotes. They improved their record to 8 0. This game, again, shows the scoreboard at 21-0. to zero. But, again, that's not the telling tape. The Wildcats led at halftime only 7-0. to zero. And they were able to come up with uh, 15 points in the second half. Uh, we'll kind of give you a little summary real quick on our Division 16 second-half summary. The Wildcats um, took the ball on the uh, – oh, gosh, I didn't even write it down. So, shoot. Looks like the Wildcats took over with 10:35, and uh, they were able to go down the field with 7:37. They get a four-yard touchdown run by number 40, Alec Brown. I always thought that was a, the time that they got the ball at midfield, but anyway, Alec Brown takes it into the end zone. The point after was good by number 22, Grant Gonzalez, gives the Wildcats a 14-0 lead. Third quarter would come to an end with the Wildcats leading 14-0. Both teams not able to do much. We had an interception by Richard Davis. And, uh, again, the Wildcats got great field position after the uh, Davis returns. Wildcats got the ball on the 48-yard line. They go 52 yards down the field. They get a 23-yard touchdown run 
with 5.37 left to go in the fourth quarter on a 23-yard touchdown run by number one, Zach Hawkins. And again, the point after was good by Grant Gonzalez. And the Wildcats take a 21-0 lead, and that would be the final here at Phil Danaher Stadium. Again, not much... uh, not much offense tonight. A lot of uh, sloppy play, a lot of miscues. You had a lot of uh, just miscommunication, to say the least. Uh, you know, running backs bumping into each other. The timing was off. It's just not your typical game that you want to see this late in the season. But whatever the case, the Wildcats do come away with a victory. Uh, we're going to come back. We'll have the stats. We got to, uh, we'll check in with our Rabelais uh, INE scoreboard one more time. We're going to take another break right here on the Rabelais INE postgame show on 1360 KKTX. Yeah, actually, Teloso Midway is pulled ahead of uh, GP, 32-31. to 31. Wow. Wow. Wow, they are improving. Good deal. That's awesome. Glad to hear that. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's not, I'm not shocked by him. That is good for the program. I'm telling you, that's great. Hey, Lyle, we'll come back. We'll do the, uh, the the final stats, and we'll take a break, and then we'll come back, talk about next week's game, and we're going to close it out so we can go watch a little bit of disastrous game. Okay. All right. All right. Come back in six, five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome back to our Rabelais Pioneer Post Game Show. As the uh, bands uh, play on the field, sounds like the Alice Kyler band across the field playing their alma mater for their team across the field. The final for Phil Banner Field, 21 to 0. Uh, Coach Bevington working hard, and I please double duty. Want to thank him so much. It's not easy. But not only do the staff, but he was able to help us out. Uh, in for Coach Davis, who was called to the sideline. He never came back. They never sent up the uh, help coach that we were looking for. But uh, we appreciate you helping us out. What are our final numbers tonight as uh, Coach Davis with our final stats for the night? All right. Well, of course, starting off with our final score, 21-0. Uh, we'll, we'll go into uh, Alice and go over their stats real quick first. Uh, they had a grand total of 128 yards tonight. Uh, 60 of those come by way of the ground on the rush, and then 68 in the pass. Cal uh, Allen ends up with 337 yards total for the night, all of those rushing yards. Uh, penalties for the, this evening, Alex had 3 for 25, Cal Allen 7 for 50. On the uh, rushing end of it for Alice, Adamino had 16 for 30 yards, Gonzalez 5 for 22. Uh, on the Cal Allen side, Duff 17 for 190. Uh, with the touchdown, Brown had 19 for 76 yards, one touchdown. Hawkins, six for 51 and a score. Passing and receiving on the tile. And then we, uh, we only had, I think, uh, one or two attempts. Uh, no passing yardages that were in there. Um, on Allison's end, had a meal was nine for 20 for 68 yards, had one pick. And then receiving, Galvan was the uh, leading receiver for those guys tonight, three for 38. Gonzalez, four for 15. And then one other notable stat that's not usually on our papers, but that's how it just came up tonight. But I'd go ahead and uh, mention that in the punting average. Of course, we mentioned uh, 
uh, had a tough time, both of them into the wind. Uh, two for 16, an average of eight. That's going to hurt his average overall for the season. On the other end, Chapo over there, the ones that uh, got a couple of good ones in with the wind, uh, you know, six of them for a total of 248 yards, getting him an average of 41.3 tonight. Uh, one of them inside the 20-yard line. And, of course, Tampa, that's a huge weapon. If you need a punter who can, you know, just change the field position, we talked about it. They're going to play the ball from the 10-yard line and uh, took us all the way back to the 20. I mean, that's that's a huge change of field position. Uh, you know, when you can have a punter, you know, that's able to get that ball and just, uh, you know, get it down the field, keep it low. Uh, and, and do your, you know, just, you know, get really good job. Just want to think, uh, you know, just want to say that for, for Chopper, the young man. Uh, he had a couple of low snaps, high snaps, but, you know, he was able to reset and, and get the ball off. So, great job by that young man. Tonight, the final for Mark Callum. Those are our final stat numbers. Coach Brotherson working hard tonight. We're going to take our last break here on the Rebel 8 Pioneer Post Game Show, the final from Callum of Wildcats 21 Coyote 0. We're back for the Rebel 8 Pioneer Post Game Show on 1360 KKTX. I don't know if they scored or not. Okay, so what was you saying on that last break? That we're going to finish up with what? He, he, got, off, he got off the headset there real quick, so I'm not sure what uh, – I wasn't paying attention either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he, he's coming back. <laughs> he, he was asking something. I didn't uh, – what, what you were saying, I wasn't paying attention. Sorry about that, Lyle. What was that? I just wanted to know what you said about finishing up the game or or just playing. You were just talking about going to watch Astros play. Yeah, no, we're going to wrap it up here after this uh, this last segment here. All right. We'll talk about next week's game, the uh, Miller Bug game. Okay. And, uh, uh, we're coming that, right we're, back. We're, we're, we've got two seconds. One second. All right. Welcome back to our Rappalese Pioneer mean, postgame show. Coach, I was going to ask, uh, do you have a veteran score there by any chance? Uh, I'm not sure who veterans is playing tonight, but the Wildcats are the win tonight. Um, veterans are off. Off tonight. So there we go. Veterans off this week. So a win tonight, you know, by Coach Sander, who pretty much uh, locks a, uh, a district title matchup between the South and North zone, which will be played on Thursday. I want to say that's November 8th. Uh, don't quote me on the date, but it will be Thursday. Two weeks from uh, yesterday. Uh, so they'll be playing for the district championship. Thursday games. <laughs> the game will be televised. So I imagine it's going to be on the CW. They haven't decided that that game's going to be here or at Buck Stadium, but whatever the case, we will be bringing you that matchup between the Wildcats and uh, Veterans Memorial. Tonight, the Wildcats 21 0 over the Alice Coyotes. Coach, they uh, improved to 8 0, but they got to clean things up. There's still a lot of work to do, and you really would like to see them tune things up and, and really, you know, Having this machine well oiled going into the playoffs, not the case in the last couple of weeks. No, it was not. not. Tonight was a, a different look for Gallon and uh, did fare well. Uh, scoreboard did, but uh, on the field didn't look pretty. Uh, they did get the job done, but uh, it'll go in tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll meet and go over the film and and uh, kind of go through and check out the mistakes and uh, get yelled at quite a bit, but then uh, get back on the field practice, get ready for more. And, uh, you know, kind of take it from there. There we go. Uh, I want to thank uh, our producer tonight, Miles Ford, for helping us out. Our statistician is Coach Mike Brotherton, who's also doing our color commentating tonight. Our uh, normal call, uh, color commentator is Coach uh, Richard Davis, who was called to the field tonight to help out. I'm Mike Guerrero. 
for uh, the Rebels Island Post Game Show. The Pacific Rockets 21 to 0 over the Alice Coyotes. Good night. God bless. We'll do it again next week. All right, Lyle. Thanks so much. Yeah, and I'll see you next week. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. You do the same.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.